Hello, Chico. Hello, Adam. Hello, Gustavo. Hello, Hello. Gustavo. Oh, <laughs> nice surprise. Yeah. <laughs> hey, love it. What's going on, everybody? How are we tonight? Here is the response, Adam. Wait for it. Huh? Are you waiting for the response from the crowd? <laughs> I'll answer for them. We're good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. I feel like I walked yeah. into a crazy fucking, like some sort of crazy. Like, what the fuck is going on? Gustavo and, when we, Gustavo and I, when we come to the same room, it's just madness happens. I'm like, how is everybody? It's a very simple question. How are you? Oh, my God. All right, show's over. Show's over. Thank you all. We will have our guests. Um, Gustavo, so... you didn't hang up on us. No. Sorry? He didn't hang, hang up on us. Nope. There's oh. only one person that's worthy of being hung up on. Oh, Marcelo my God. Marcelo Gutierrez. <laughs> that's the one. Marcelo. <laughs> what you been up to, Gustavo? I didn't hear you. What have you been up to? Uh, now? <laughs> I'm... <laughs> Do you know what? Now or I'm... in the last couple of months since we've seen okay. you since January? I can, I, can, I can tell you this week. This week I'm taking exams to so many students via Zoom. And it's like crazy. So, so remind uh, me, what do you teach? Uh, Besides stats, statistics, oh economics, God. mathematics. Wow. Yeah, uh, it's terrible. So many hours with Zoom, trying to take the most out of some people who don't study. <laughs> and okay. How do you so do I, an exam? How? Yeah. First, I, during the day, I send them some uh, written tasks. They, they are supposed to give me back all this written exam. I read it just in a moment, and then uh, we connect to, to have an interview with Zoom. And uh, I, I take exam with uh, three people at the same time, three or four people at the same time. Wow. It's crazy. So you're, wow. you, you have to give the exam live on Zoom, right? Otherwise, I'm assuming they can just cheat really easily. Yes. <laughs> that would be That's mean. why. Yes, yeah. But, yeah. but you have to be some kind of uh, a little bit wise to ask the right questions, uh, to avoid the possibility uh, for them to, mm. to be cheating. Mm -hmm. Wow. And so it's three students at a time taking one exam. How many students do you have in the total? Uh, okay, from mon Monday and last night and to just a few minutes ago, in total there, there were around 60 or 70. 
Jesus. Oh, wow. So you had to do 20 different exams uh, in three yeah, days. It's not, it's not that much, but yeah, almost. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Yeah, it is. Wow. Well, I'm Jesus. glad it's How over. are you guys? How are you? How are you? Good. Doing good. good. Doing good. No, we actually, no exams. We, yeah, I don't have any exams this week. Uh, we started the program. Sorry, Adam. Well, I wanted to say because we started the program with a song that uh, El Cachavache just released their new album, and we wanted to play that song from the album. Pacha asked us to play. And he might call us for a moment to talk about it, but uh, we wanted to help promote that really quick. I love and, that song. What's the name of it, Adam? Um, Requiem for Beto. Mm, beautiful. Requiem para Beto. Yeah, or for Beto, you know, either way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Had you heard it yet, Gustavo, before? Yes, I tried a okay. bit because they released it just, uh, I don't know, yesterday or one of these days. It's very okay. recent. Yeah, that's why I asked if you heard it before today or not. Uh, I haven't yet I have, heard it. Yes, I, I could listen to something. Uh, nice. I think it was, yes, yesterday, I think. I see. Uh -huh. Exciting. I love, like, all these musicians are releasing albums during this time. That's exciting. And mm -hmm. when it's musicians we like, <laughs> I think Pache is cooking meatballs again, so he's not calling in. And tonight on the show, speaking of musicians, we have another musician who I've never met in person, but we had a nice conversation the other day during our sound check, uh, Kristen uh, Brebs, and she's going to be calling in shortly to play and talk and share some music with her, with us, with her. She'll share some music with herself and then uh, with us. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't met her in person either. I was listening to the stuff. Hey, Pacha. I'm excited. Sup, guys. You making meatballs? Pacha! Remember, ¿cómo le va, querido? Muy bien, muy bien. <laughs> no, no, don't put your American um, accent for Spanish. Muy bien, y tú? Muy bien, hi. hi. Muy bien, y vos? Ahí está. Let's do it in Spanish, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I want you yeah, guys to know that I'm not I'm not cooking meatballs today, but I was cooking bolognese. I don't know. There's something about Italian food and your program that are related. <laughs> it I must feel be. You're my, it must, you're my family. It must be because Chico's from Turkey and I'm from Cleveland that it's inspires yeah, that Italian. Some, a friend of mine asked me today. Uh, a friend from Chicago. She asked me. I I, I will hook up to the program today i want to listen to you is it in spanish and I, I saw her it's a turkish girl and the whitest guy i know how could it be in spanish <laughs> but it will be eventually i'm honored guys. that's an honor man the whitest guy you know. <laughs> have you ever seen adam's legs because if you're yeah. just talking about seeing his arms then i wanted to get seen the whitest <laughs> i wanted to but he he said that that was not the nice thing to ask I see. Mm -hmm. I see. It's true. You know, Adam, always. So how do we find your CD? How do we find your music, Pacha? I posted a well, link to tomorrow, your Facebook page up here. Tomorrow is going to be in Spotify. We're releasing it for free this time. 
because, you know, this year was a very hard year for us. A lot of people from Europe and the States and from here from Argentina and everywhere in the world, they helped us a lot with money. So we could finish this album and we thought it was nice to release it in a, in a way that people could listen to it for free. So we were giving a little bit back to Tango Society because of wow. all the money that Tango Society gave us. That's amazing. That's beautiful. And there are half the songs are our own compositions and there are some very nice classical tangos, very danceable tangos. Uh -huh. And as soon as you guys can get together, you, I am inviting you officially to make a video of you dancing to one of the songs of the album, please. So we oh, can have wow. a video clip together at last. That, that would be, be great. Amazing. Yeah. Audrey. Audrey helped us a lot also. Nice. Yes. There's a lot of help uh, us a lot too. There's a lot of people helping behind the scenes that aren't asking for credit or, or anything, but they are doing a lot for all of us around the world here in New York and uh, in Buenos Aires. For, and yeah, for our, our angel investors, I guess we could call them. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Donald yes, exactly. Trump is helping a lot. Right, Donald sorry. Trump, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like voting for him again. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I can't vote for him. He will kick me out of the maybe, country. Maybe, maybe you vote, should have I'll him vote. in your video. I'll vote twice for us, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I don't want to steal much time from you because okay. I was not supposed to be in the show. I, know. I just came okay. to say, Damn you. there's music for you for free. Go get it. There's not thank still so it's not still Spotify, but it will be. Yeah, like guys, so love you so love much. You too, love man. you too. Come back soon. Remember. Remember. Yes. Typing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> approve everybody. Don't be such a. <laughs> don't be such... <laughs> approve everybody. Keep talking to other people. We hear you typing to your your students. <laughs> <laughs> he's taking ex. He's taking exams. Remember, please behave. <laughs> See you guys. Love you Go all. Man. Take Bye care. You too. Love you too, man. Bye. Oh, Gustavo. Gustavo, yes. when you, you're going to be on the show soon. When is that? Is that? Uh... Uh, really? Really? That's a surprise? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to look at the calendar to see when we have you down. Is that the 29th? July 29th. You're yeah, gonna be, two weeks from now. You're going to be our musical guest, but we might just have you do the whole show, man. I don't know. Oh, uh, we'll see. I, I, have to, I have to know how to sing. <laughs> you know how to sing. I've heard you sing. Oh, really? I, I know how to sing. But... <laughs> uh, yes, I think it's two, yes, two weeks from now. I have whatever you had. <laughs> uh, what do you prefer? Sorry, what do you prefer? Uh, tango, folk music, uh, rock, uh, Argentinian rock? Whatever Are you like, you feel uh, like. This is your humble way of uh, <laughs> bragging. Saying I do <laughs> what, all this. <laughs> what would you like? What would you like? Would you like me to play the guitar or the violin? Maybe I'll play. Maybe I'll play the sitar. Should I close my okay, eyes but... when I play, or should I open them? Oh yeah, would yeah. Just like close your eyes. Imagine you're or... flying. <laughs> I could sing soprano, alto, or baritone. Yeah, I can change my voice. <laughs> I can change my voice too. 
Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so especially in the middle of night, in the long nights in La Viruta, you change your voice. Yes. Especially <laughs> in certain songs, I like to to change my voice and sing in the middle of the song. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, dear. What's next? Oh, dear. Tonight? Well, our guest of honor, Kristen, is going to be calling us in anytime she would like. She can call us. We can get to know her a little bit. I. I know Pacha said he knew her from the tango scene, the music scene down there in Buenos Aires. I'm not sure if, if you've ever met her, Gustavo. Um, um, we've never met her, but we met her through Meredith uh, when we did the Philadelphia Festival. She played the violin yes, on a yes. Saturday yeah. night. It was really beautiful. Yeah, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. She was amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. here she comes. Yay! Hello. Hey. Hi. Hello, girl. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, Gustavo. We met. We hung out at that bubble room for Meredith's thing. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> oh, bubble room. What was that? Uh, How did I miss that? It was this really cool. Um, it was like it was like a, a platform and and you're in a little bubble and you can go stand next to people and the closer you get to their bubbles you can hear their conversations oh this so it's, year it's yes i went like being... to that yeah i went yes. um one night and i met gustavo and i met some other people there and it was really fun <laughs> i was like being at a party <laughs> Yeah, it was really interesting, now the way like you're in a circle and the closer you get to certain circles, you start hearing them and then, but in the background, you still mum- hear mumbles of other people you're getting farther away from. Uh, so it's actually a way better, like, I think, conversation room than Zoom when you're over a certain amount of people because you can have smaller conversations within the room, which is cool. Hmm. Definitely, and it and it doesn't have that weird talking over people mm. kind of thing that Zoom has. It's, even this platform is a lot nicer, but there's no video, so which is nice. Yeah, too. which which we think which is I kind love. of a throwback. You know, <laughs> you don't have to. You can sit in your underwear and or whatever and be on the call. And <laughs> nobody knows. Nobody's none the wiser. I ran out of the shower and hit play on the on the my phone to start the song right at 8 30 i just barely made it yeah and i also like the fact that like it's great that we can see people on video this and that all the time and stay connected that way but it's we're constantly seeing ourselves too in that (laughs) like you're part of the image that you're as you're conversating with people and to me that's awkward and then when someone's talking you can like browse through the group of people and sometimes get distracted and in this format i feel i just tune in to listening for example right now i don't know what gustavo is doing i don't know so either, i'm like imagining really what he's up to with these weird i think he's passing a kidney stone or something <laughs> exactly <laughs> He's having some indigestion problems. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kristen, 
Kristen, <laughs> how do we pronounce your last name? Is it Brebs? Well, first of all, my name is Christine. Christine, so that's Kristen. that that that's yeah. better. Yeah. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, well, the whole time I was growing up, uh, we said Christine Brebs. Uh-huh. Um, that's the U.S. Like everybody in Kansas City and in California, my family calls me Brebs. Um, and but the official, I mean, it's it's just the word short Brebes, like um, they hmm. call noticias, uh, like the news, you know, like a news uh-huh. flash, like uh, noticias breves. <laughs> So it's, it's like a really common word just means short, like the short people and mm. I'm five one. So it's, <laughs> it's quite fitting. I like that. <laughs> Interesting. I did say it as brevis when I saw it, but with no knowledge of how it might be said. Yeah. Well, so the what? second B was like a V, but when they went through Ellis Island, you know, they would say they would write it down how they heard it, and mm-hmm. so you know, like people's names always get bastardized when they cross the border. So Whatever you grew up in California, were. yeah, and then you lived in Kansas. Um, I heard I went, maybe. I went to college in Iowa, and then I went. I moved to Kansas City, was which is mm-hmm. actually in Missouri. Oh, that's true, and, Kansas City. Um, and there we started a tango scene. Um, let's see, I, I, 98, I got bit by the bug, the tango bug. And <laughs> did you get bit in California or did you get bit in Kansas? Um, no, don't say Kansas, it's Missouri. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I got Kansas bit in, uh, in Kansas City. Uh-huh. That's That was the first time that I ever heard Piazzolla. And so then I ended up becoming obsessed with Piazzolla and listening to it, to him, to his quintet, after I heard found his quintet and just was like, I want to play this sad, sad music. And it, was, <laughs> it was like, it was like, pulsating like rock but it was like super sad and melancholic you know and i was really really turned on by like gypsy music and flamenco and and you know and and i played that kind of music with my guitar player friends bo blitz from kansas city and we had a duo and so we started playing tango and then we started a milonga because i met some dancers and um you know, one thing led to another and we had to start a tango group. So because a duo was just not cutting it as like for that pulsating dance mm-hmm. rhythm that we needed. Mm-hmm. We needed a bass player and a pianist. So um, so there was an existing so to... dancing team of tango people? Yes. Or no? We, you we said you met some dancers. Okay. Yeah, I was um, I was actually playing at a at, for a brunch at a really crappy um, sports bar on a Sunday, 
and mm-hmm. we were playing some piazzola and this woman comes up to me and she was just like oh my god you're playing tango <laughs> i never thought i would find here tango in kansas city and i was like who are you and how do you know what we're playing? <laughs> so, uh, her name is Elizabeth O'Keefe and I think she lives in Florida now. Um, and so Carla Sauda's movie Tango, no, Sally Potter's film was just going to be coming out in like a month uh-huh. when we met. So she said, well, let's all go see this, this, movie together and she started coming out to hearing us play and and we were just like talking about tango because she would come down to buenos aires for three months a year just to dance and take lessons and just like milonga 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 sleep all day dance all night i think we've been there (laughs) yeah (laughs) so um this was this was back in 98 like the end of 98 and or beginning of 99 and so we saw Sally Potter's film I was completely slayed by Pablo Verón I wanted to marry him um, (laughs) and I wanted to go to Buenos Aires and do the same thing that she did in that movie which was like Adam wanted to marry Pablo Verón too I ended up meeting him after that movie. I've met him and we've hung out various times, um, which is a different funny story. Um, So anyway, Mm -hmm. uh, Bo and I started playing more and more tango. The more like people would give us a they found a cassette or something. Like there wasn't that much music available in the states, which Mm -hmm. is why I came down here by myself in July of 99 in the cold. I thought it was going to be like warm paradise. And I get down here and it's like winter. (laughs) Uh, Yes. (laughs) Can I I ask a question? Um, Back in the back in that time period, how were you guys finding sheet music and arrangements for tango in Kansas City? We were not finding sheet music and arrangements. We Ah. were arranging um, it. Ah, we were trans. Because I know even now it's kind of hard to find. Now it's so much easier. Oh my god! Right, it's so easy, yeah. <laughs> so easy. Um, I mean, we had a tape of Carlos Gardel, and so I would, you know, we would take a week and learn a song like Golondrinas or Volver, and then. And when we were in New York, I was I went to a sheet music place and I actually found a Carlos Gardel songbook. So then we had these, these like really crappy piano scores, but it had the lyrics to these tangos. Mm-hmm. And I have a, a friend who is an amazing tenor. Um, his name is Nathan Graner, and he used to sing with us. Uh, we had like this trio that we would play in a French restaurant on Sundays with violin guitar and opera tenor and so he started singing some of these tangos and I would we would transcribe versions you know because it would either be like a guitar trio accompanying him or an orchestra typica and when you're taking off that 
for just violin and guitar, it's like, okay, mm. one of us, will, I'll play the melody thing and you do all the harmony stuff. Mm. And we just started doing it one by one, the old fashioned way. You know, yeah. this was like pre YouTube. And, um, and so I came down here to visit because I wanted scores and I wanted mm. CDs and I wanted, and there was just nothing available in the States. Mm. You know, I had like one tango compilation and it had basically like all the hits that are on a tango show. Right. Some waltzes, some milongas, you know, lots of Julian Plaza. You have Danzarin, Nocturna. Um, and so I started getting those in my ear because I just started listening to it. Like the CD would go in my car with me anywhere it would go. I would listen to it incessantly at home. I mean, that's what you did in the 90s is like you listened to one record all day long. <laughs> That's true. There, you know, true. I mean, you don't have everything at your disposal. Exactly. Like yeah. now I'm sometimes I'm so overwhelmed by information. You know, I miss, oh God, yeah. I all miss time, that. Yeah. Like I, I totally miss that being really concentrated on one thing and like getting lost in that. Because now, you know, I, yeah, it makes the YouTube makes suggestions for you, and now with so many interests, like I get down. And it's so yeah, easy to get I, down a rabbit hole. Like you start on one thing, uh, and then yeah. the next thing you know, three hours later, you're in this rabbit hole about something completely different. Yeah. And it's like, how the fuck did I get here? <laughs> and then you have no idea yeah. what you actually did because it was so many things at once. Like, yeah, yeah. I also and miss the, and like stuff knowing... doesn't sink in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't give yourself that time. And that's the, like, talking about albums and listening to one album over and over again. I miss knowing when a group that you like was going to release a CD. Hmm. Like, that's why today, like, also when you shared Kachivache's uh, album, Adam, like, it's so cool because we don't catch these moments anymore. Mm -hmm. After it's been released months and months later, maybe you hear some of the songs, not the full album, and like it gets. Yeah, lost. I don't even know what to like announce anymore sometimes because some people some people release a song or two at a time. Some people re release an album, but it's not really an album because it's not even a physical thing. So I I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're releasing eight songs yeah. at the same time. That's what you can say now. <laughs> so Kristen, Christine, you started Tango. You and a group of people started Tango Lorca, and I would I would assume that's got to be one of the first tango bands in the United States. No. Um. No, because there was already a lot. I w I played with this guy named Dan Diaz, and he mm -hmm. was out of Salt Lake City. I was a bandoneon player that I found online, and he. Oh he came and kind of taught us. I, I invited him for a weekend to come in and kind of start us off to teach the pianist how to comp and the bass player and the guitar player. And just, you know, and he brought some really simple arrangements and I, I was learning to improvise with him. And um, he, and 
there was there's already things going on in New York, Chicago, uh, San Francisco, and LA. Like, Pepe, but there was it was mostly Argentine people. Uh-huh. Pepe Mota was in Los Angeles. Uh, I don't really know who's up in um, San Francisco, but there was. He took me to a tango festival and there was a lot of live bands. There was a bunch of guys from New York out and like Daniel Binelli was, was there. And so I was like the American being introduced to a mix of the Argentine tango world living in the States. Like these were all like exiled guys that were still living in the States from the Mm seventies when they left Uh, and a lot of them (laughs) been living in the States since the seventies or eighties, but they still don't speak English. (laughs) 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 So I would like go to play with them and I'd be like, hi, and they're like, no English. (laughs) (laughs) Oppa. Oh my god. Sorry, that's scared my me. cat. I'm I'm putting I'm making myself some coffee and I'm putting almond milk in my coffee and she thinks it's milk milk. And so she's <laughs> really freaking out like, oh I'm gonna get milk, but she doesn't like almond milk. <laughs> anyway, I can hear her. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's freaking out. Milk. So so I think we were one of the first like there was not a lot of internet action going on. So I don't really know what else was, what was going on besides the few people that I met, you know, Mm -hmm. going around and playing. Like now, you know, where, who's where all the time, you, you know, what city has what band and yeah. 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 We were just, we were just doing our thing and, and, Play La Margaret said in Milonga every Wednesday, and we would you know, the Elizabeth would teach for two hours beforehand, and then we would play uh, like four sets over a three-hour time period, and That's they cool. would pay us. And they had a really nice wooden dance floor. Uh, it was this old bar, uh, restaurant bar in Kansas City that was Charlie Parker's first place of employment <laughs> cool little little like fact because kansas city is i mean it's the home of charlie parker and a lot of jazz so yeah didn't miles davis come come out of there and then move up to new york too i don't no i don't think miles davis was from kansas. not from but i think he spent some time there i remember reading but he uh mm. quick, quickly moved down to new york yeah maybe I mean, Kansas City might just not have been as happening for him as he needed, yeah, you know, yeah. to be. <laughs> or for or for you maybe, because that's you also mm. left. <laughs> I I did, but you know, I gave. We had really nice two and a half years of playing, and they kept playing um, this amazing Polish. An accordion player took my place when when I left, and then another violinist went in. Like they kept playing for quite a while, and sometimes when I go back, sometimes we'll get together and play tango. But you know, it's when you have other people that aren't playing tango daily, 
Uh, and it's like, oh, we have to remember the stylistic things that we played 15 years ago. Hmm. It, <laughs> it's, it, it can be fun or it can be kind of like annoying. <laughs> Trying to get like that sound we, back. Yeah. Just, you know, telling, reminding the pianist what to do. Like there's just certain things I'm just so ingrained with like hearing Mm -hmm. uh, the same thing happened to me though when I moved here and I was really used to hearing certain things in jazz you know and a certain swing and a certain like perseverance to the music that when I got here I was just like ooh these, these dudes are not real jazzers you know they're Latin jazzers which is hmm. different and mm -hmm. I've, I've come to but you know, there's once once you've been in Kansas City and you listen to jazz and you've been in New York and just, I mean you hear really good jazz and just you know just a different swing. Yeah, it's yeah they're not black here. They killed all the black people. <laughs> 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 like now they're starting to be an influx of black people because there's all these people from Senegal that have moved here over the past five to 10 years. Nice. Uh, but I mean, really back not too long ago, one of these dictators like went and wiped out any colored person. Yeah, like I was uh, actually listening to a lecture this past weekend. Marcela Gutierrez organized like some lectures through the weekend for under Tango Sophia's, and it was interesting to uh, get all this one guy from Philadelphia. He researched a lot and the influences of like African influences on tango, and it's a whole lot more than we were ever taught or we knew or I knew or read. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, like as dancers too, not just as musicians, but like uh, what they contributed as dancers and what the population was and what it became uh, suddenly by what you're talking about, basically, like they were. Well, yeah. you if you've been here, I don't know if you've been across to Uruguay. Yeah. But I didn't okay. spend much time. Well, you don't really have to spend much time, but just like being there, um, it's so much more common to see black people just mm -hmm. anywhere, anywhere on the street. And they have the candombe lines and, and I mean, you have to, you have to know where to go to hear candombe, but just the fact that the African drumming presence is such a big part of their culture. Yeah. You know? I mean, they claim tango, but they're not Buenos Aires. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, they're Rio Platense. And, you know, I mean, but it's this little Switzerland piece right across the, the Delta. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you go over there and there's just like so many more black people, so many more, just it's, it feels so much more relaxed over there. You know, Yeah. when I came here, I was just like, when, 
just to visit, I was like, they're just all brown. Like there's no, there's nothing darker Mm -hmm. than that. I mean, you get some like a little bit darker Indian, but I mean, all brown, Mm -hmm. no black people at all. Hmm. But, you know, that was, that was 1999. And now it's 21 years later and things are quite a bit more mixed up Mm -hmm. here. Yeah. But so yeah, you're this, you were telling me the story the other day of how you got a mutual friend of ours started in tango back in Kansas City, Corey yes. Ireland. Yes. So I thought yes. that was yes. pretty cool. Like and did he it's start such a small. Hmm? Sorry. No. Go ahead. Oh, it's just such a small tango world. Sometimes, as we've as we all observe well, all, uh, over the years. Chico, let me tell you, like. Corey was one of my very dear friends from like 1996. I met him. I was invited to a dinner party at his house mm-hmm. and, and we just lived right down the street from each other. And when a mutual friend invited me over to his house for, for just a hang, you know, and he had had like a huge dinner party with everybody sat on the floor and he had tons of instruments in his living room and because he's a he's a composer and uh, mm-hmm. yeah you know he, i i knew him like mostly playing he was really into like going to bali all the time and he was really into percussion stuff his oh really full of yeah 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 and he used to work at a jingle making studio <laughs> oh i so, think i remember him mentioning that yeah. yeah. So, um, so I went and I met Bo, my my guitar player, best friend, uh, at that dinner party actually. And he was trying to teach me how to play flamenco because he played flamenco and he played in like this Gypsy Kings kind of Roomba group. Uh-huh. And he's trying to teach me how to play flamenco on my mandolin. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I just could not get that I can't imagine like first of all like I don't have nails and <laughs> it was just funny I mean that was also after quite a bit of red wine you know? I was just gonna ask that how much did you guys have to drink or smoke oh <laughs> I'm always a lot <laughs> always a not and never too little <laughs> um, yeah so so Corey was um was depressed because he and his sweetheart at the moment split up and um, and I was sick of seeing him depressed. I mean, some months had gone by and I was like, dude, what are you doing this weekend? He's like, I don't know, I'm just gonna sit around and be sad. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm no, sad, but Bo, Bo and I are driving to Colorado, to Denver, pack a bag, get in the car. You're going to learn to tango, like no more pouting. <laughs> and so made him go to Denver for the weekend. And he studied, we all studied tango, like with Fernanda Guy and Guillermo Merlo. And, um, 
and I think that was the second time that I ever danced with a really amazing Argentine lead, you know, that I was just like, I floated. I was like, I'm amazing, you know, but I was only amazing with him. <laughs> and I guess <laughs> with other people than me longer. And I'm like, what happened? I was just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny how that happened. <laughs> I know. <laughs> So, um, yeah, it's, it's really, it's hard when you're learning tango and you get spoiled by being, you know, taken out to dance quite a bit by the teacher. I got special treatment because I was there playing. So like on the breaks, since I did like to dance, he would come up and be like, come on, time for you to dance. So <laughs> it, it was, it was so fun. I had so much fun when I was learning to tango to play and to dance and everything so such an exciting time to be like that first few years especially when it's this new thing and it's every day is just so i mean it's still exciting and everything but it's just different when it's brand new I, yeah he's meeting new people Definitely. all the time and dancing and it's just like you know it's a kid in a candy store kind of feeling <laughs> it's true definitely so I wanted to ask you how you wanted to start the presentation. I don't know what else to call it. Um, you sent me a video, which I downloaded the audio to, which I really loved, of a duo with you. And um, I don't Matias Rubin. So I don't know if you wanted to start with that or if you wanted to start with something live or you wanted to start with something off the album that you have on Spotify. Um, well, I'm drinking a coffee to try to heat my hands okay. back up because I'm really cold. Mm -hmm. So why don't you go ahead and put that on, and I'll keep drinking my coffee. Yeah, it's very cold well, down there. I just realized it's winter yeah. there right now. It is. like Even I'm though gonna... you mentioned that, like, I moved here in July, and it was cold. and Yeah, yeah I've got furry thinking. boots, leg warmers, <laughs> a, a long sweater that goes down to the floor like a little robe Shit. sweater. And um, some like fuzzy vest thing on, because uh, I live in one of those really beautiful old style apartments with the high ceilings. Uh -huh. oh, but I do oh, not have a good heating system in here. I know so that feels cold. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'd like to postpone playing until my hands are. That a makes bit sense. Warmer, if you don't mind. Um, let's see. Good. So. I'll start with something from Tango Lorcas, so we'll go back into the past a little bit, and... Oh, good. Uh, I'm going to ask that we mute ourselves, Christine, uh, so that we don't interrupt your presentation. Uh, do you know how to mute yourself? And uh, <laughs> So the, there is a Throw your phone out the window. But then take it back later. Uh, there's a red button at the bottom that looks like a phone. Yeah. Uh, if you press that, it's going to ask you an option to mute or hang up. And you can, if you okay. put... But okay, before yeah. you do that, I want to ask you which okay. song, if you can remember the songs that are on this album, you would like to, we would like for us to play. If you have a recommendation. Um... I I really like uh, Mujer Sola because okay. that's like um, it's a tune by Ornette Coleman who is jazz great mm -hmm. and uh, he made it into a very slow milonga kind of like an oblivion mm. style milonga 
uh, and it's it's really fun to play. It's great. All right, so we'll start with Mujer Sola right. from the 2006 Exciting. album by Tango Lorca. We recorded it in 2001. Wow. Well, it says on Spotify yeah. dated it to 2006, but I'm glad you set us straight okay. so we know. Wow, 2001. That's amazing. It got released. It got released in 2002 because huh. I didn't. I wasn't able to finish it because I moved here and Lydia finished. Hmm. And there's actually one song um, that we played on there. It's a. It's an original by Brad Cox called Congoja. Mm -hmm. Congoja. And I only recorded part of it, and Lydia recorded the other part. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, so here we are with Mujer right, Sola.
That was amazing. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. I was like, it's... oh, how do I unmute? <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> I was talking to nobody. <laughs> it's beautiful. I really, really love that song. Thank it's... you so much. We we love playing it. Like we just actually played it in October when I was back in the States. Mm -hmm. It's like uh, we can't get together and like not play it. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Yeah, it's like you're in a trance. Mm -hmm. That's how it feels. It's amazing. And yeah, I don't know. Knowing maybe when it was recorded too, Adam. I don't know if you felt like that, but it made me travel back to like 2004 and five in a way, like when we first started tango. I think. And how people used to dance back then. Chico, how long how, how long have you been in the States? I've been here since 1998. Ah, so, uh, about as long as you've been in Argentina, I think, pretty much. Like you said, you went in 99, right? I came like a year uh, ago. I visited in 99. I moved here in 2002. Hmm. Oh, okay. And you so, so, um, still a long time, eighteen years there, huh? Um, yeah, <laughs> eighteen years. It okay. flies, no? It's crazy. I don't know if you went with the idea to stay, but I came with the idea, thinking it's gonna be a two, three year thing, tops. I and... I gave myself two to five years. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I wanted to get. And yeah, well, I had a kid. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and so having a child with an Argentine uh, and then like splitting up. Yeah, that will, I see that. That's a big reason. One of the biggest reasons why I'm still here, I you see. know, like who knows what would have happened. I, I can't really even imagine, you know, my life mm -hmm. without my kid and what my life would be like had I not had that opportunity. So, yeah. um, you know, yeah. but I, 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 it's, it's like, I, after my first year, I wanted to be in a place where I could play tango music every single day and where I could mm. listen to, um, I mean, that's what I chose for my work. You know, I became very, very obsessed with tango and playing tango like one day a week in Kansas City just wasn't cutting it for me yeah. anymore. Yeah. And and I didn't know anybody else really that um that wanted to be like my cohort in <laughs> in that crime of passion. So I was just like, you know, um I came back down here to visit in 2002 at the end of the year and I one of my friends that I had met my first tri trip, he was uh, in a taxi with Wynton Marsalis, you know, mm. when I called him. And I was like, so I went and I got to go here, the Lincoln Center Jazz Orchestra here. I got to hang out. And then I, at a party after that show, because I had called this guy and like got to hang out with some of the world's best jazz musicians for two days. Um, 
at that party were some younger guys playing tango because uh, Winton wanted to hear how tango was done. Cool. Right? Mm. So I went to a party with all these guys, and uh, I heard uh, Ramiro Gacho and Ignacio Barachowski and Camilo Ferrero playing a trio, and they ha have the tango group El Arranque. Mm. And it's it's funny because the bandoneon player Camilo is actually the father of my child, but we like did not even hardly remember meeting at that party. I saw him at a party after I met him after I had moved here, and I was like, "Hey, you were at the party that I was at." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very very strange coincidence. But I took a lesson with Ramiro Gacho and I was just like, wow, wow, wow. When I saw him play and he was doing all of this cool stuff with the violin. Mm. And, and so I took like hours before I went to get on the airplane, I was at his house just with my little tape recorder. And just, <laughs> you were ready. You know, yeah. I had like a two hour lesson and just soaked it all up. Did you know when after did you know before you left that you were definitely going to come back at that point since you were so enthralled? Well, I knew like that was my second visit, so coming back was always an mm -hmm. option because I was getting to meet more and more people and I was getting and I knew a lot more about the music at this point and by 2000 I I could play I had a big chunk of maybe 50 to 60 tangles in my repertoire because I, of my first trip, like I photocopied so much sheet music, just piano scores. So we could have the melodies and the harmony written out. And then we learned to play parrisha, which is just like improvised, um, kind of like how jazz trios or quartets play. Everybody decides who's going to play the melody at what time. And, you know, the rest of the people comp and, or lay out. <laughs> And that's what we did. And we didn't have a, ban a bandoneon player. It was violin, guitar, bass, and uh, piano. And we had a couple singers. I had met a really good uh, Argentine singer who ended up being my yoga teacher. And she sang beautifully. And then we had our, our American tenor as, and he would, do some Garvel and sing Vuelvo al Sur and and we we had our little you know what we did and so Ramiro Gasho and Ignacio Varchowski they at that time they were telling me that they had just started the Orquesta Escuela of Emilio Valcarce which was like a learning type orchestra it's like getting mm -hmm. it's like big band camp oh, cool interesting a couple days a week and you get to learn with like all of the old guys and mm. they would come in and teach you by playing with you. That's nice. Or, wow, that's um, awesome. So, so it's like I had attended quite a few um, jazz master classes in Kansas City with like these old guys coming in. And I mean, there's nothing like having somebody sit right in front of you and say, no, play it like right. this. To yeah, get swinging, to get, you know like telling you how to improvise, telling you how to hit that note, telling you how to lay off the other note, that until you have that contact with with your maestros, you know, with the masters, like that's how 
these oral tradition things are passed on. Did you feel like you developed because after like tra studying more down in Buenos Aires with those masters? Did you notice that your sound developed more in terms of how to make it swing more like tango compared to how it sounded before? Oh, definitely, yeah. like yeah. definitely. Because how long it's not the it same as like playing along with a CD as playing along with a live human being at Stanford. Yeah, yeah, yeah I bet. Yeah. And is how long is that training, or and like how many people attend it at one time? It's it's an orchestra typica, so there were you know there was always uh, one or two double bass students, one or two pianos, and then they had like the the teacher, the what they call the guia, the lead bandoneon uh -huh. player who taught everybody else. So there was like four other bandoneon players. So like, uh -huh. uh, and then same for the violins. There was four violins, viola and cello, uh -huh. and and then there was the the old guy Emilio Balcarce who played with Pugliese. He was an amazing composer and arranger. He had his own orchestra like back in the black and white photograph days when everybody had gel in their hair. And, mm. <laughs> um, you know, before Pugliese got started, he had his own orchestra and, um, and he was, but he was like, uh, the second violinist because there was one more that was always more virtuosic. Like Emilio was much more of the, this, heartfelt guy but he wasn't virtuosic but he was virtuosic with his sentimentality you know mm -hmm. and so he was our maestro and so um the the orchestra program gives you the opportunity for two years to go twice a week and they used to at that time they there was the first year and then the second year. So when I started, it was 2002. It was the third year that they had ever started it. Mm -hmm. So we were still all pretty newbies. They were still figuring out mm -hmm. uh, how to do everything. And, you know, and then there was another, there was the second year. And so I started playing with both years because one of the violinists had left. So I was getting guidance i was sitting next to ramiro gacho every day for like four days a week and getting tango guidance and i was so happy because it was just wow. it was like being that in sounds amazing in conservatory but just like life conservatory life, i was just gonna say that yeah it sounds you know, like because everything was just like poured over every single detail they would stop and know it's like this and know you're playing too loud and know you're playing too long and it's shorter and it's quieter and it's like you're well that's would like how drill the, the swing into your brain wow. you know it's crazy it's like in the past when like you picked a career even with architecture like which is what i studied now like you take an exam to pass a certain bar to get the license but in the u.s like if you work with an architect for a certain amount of years doing some of the requirements that you're as eligible as having gone to college and done the exam and all that and it sounds like that it's the life college of tango yeah. music it's amazing 
Yeah. And since I danced, like I would be going out to Milongas every night and and I would go out to hear live music as often as possible. And it was it was great. Like there's the twenty four hour radio tango, the the dos por cuatro here, so like I could listen to tango all I wanted, as much as I wanted, and I was never like that weird girl who was like obsessed with tango because I was living in the city. I mean, it's like being a complete jazz freak and living and like going and living in Harlem. You're like, <laughs> mm -hmm. you can bathe in it and everything's fine, you know. Yeah, I remember my first time in Buenos yeah. Aires when I saw like even the taxi cabs had the word tango on them. I was like, this is fucking unreal, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like going to Colombia and they have a like a taxi cab company named Salsa or something. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so what are we playing from you now? Are you currently in a band? Margaret was asking, so I want to ask that. Or are you playing in different with different bands, or you um, have your own? I I am pretty much a full time session player. Like I don't have any specific project, but I play with a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. I'm just freelance. Freelance. But I'm life. guessing, like, you get to know a lot of these groups and you replay with them, so that also... Or are you yeah, meeting well, a lot of new people all the time? Definitely. I mean, like, some of our, like, our work here is playing at these dinner, the, the, the clubs where you go and see a show, you know? I see. So sometimes uh, if... If I go seven nights a week to play, which I never go seven nights a week because I'm a sub, I don't have a normal job there anymore. But, you know, the, the bandoneon player is always sending somebody in. And then the, the pianist, maybe like he only works four days a week and he shares with somebody else. Or maybe if you, everybody's on tour, like I have sat on the very same stage and played with so many different people playing the exact same arrangements and the music never ever comes out sounding the same <laughs> twice ever mm. <laughs> just because of it's it's so random who you're going to play with and interesting and you know people have steady gigs but basically here it's like you have your steady gig, but if anybody pays you more, you get a sub and you go and you do the other <laughs> gig that pays you yeah. more. Yeah. Because, you know, we're all uh, gotta live. struggling for, for money down here, especially here. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah of course. So. That's why I also wanted to ask this question because I'm sure it's not easy. Being a, Being a full time musician full -time in musician. Buenos Aires. Yeah. And a tango musician. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. I I play a lot of other stuff too. Mm -hmm. um, I play, I do a lot of recording and for anything from like rock bands to movie scores to basically whatever whatever pays, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
there's, there's what so do we have Adam? concerts what do we have what do you mean yeah. what's the next song sorry i thought christine was done that's why i wrote that up oh the next song you're gonna play well i i don't know yet i'm 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 curious if her christine's hands are warm yet or if i if i'm gonna play <laughs> i see the, the one she sent from youtube so um my hands are warm. I could play. Um, what do you guys feel like hearing? Do you guys want a tango? Do you want a waltz? Do you want a milonga? Let's, let's see if our listeners want to want to do a quick poll. Oh, Anybody yeah. want to type in or call in and tell us what you prefer? You have 25 tango, seconds. Tango, waltz, or milonga. You have 25 seconds to give us your input. Otherwise, we're going to have her play a rock and roll. <laughs> we have a tango. We have a waltz. Okay. Do I count? I wrote tango. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're tied up. Oh, no, it's three to two. Tango versus balls. Cumbia. Thanks, Bruce. I'll throw that in the tango pot. I'll put that in the tango folder. Okay, it looks like tango. Tango is oh, winning. Tango's slightly edging over the balls. Five seconds left. Four, three. You can't vote twice, Bruce. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start Tango with a little bit of a waltz, and then then I'll take it to. A oh, oh you're gonna give us happy. two. Well, that's a treat. Somebody wrote. Joanne wrote. Both, oh. So. Well, that's very so, sweet. Um. All right. Let's
Wow. Ah! <laughs> yeah. You found amazing. Beautiful. Amazing. Very interesting. Thank you. Yeah. Very different. Yeah. Too. You have a little funk, own, a little yeah, funk going there. Style and <laughs> as Margaret put it, cadence is so different. I love it. Mm-hmm. Leggy wow. Peggy. I am sure she played in Denver. Yes, I did play in Denver. I played with Dan Diaz and with my group Tango Lorca back in between '99 and. 2002 well margaret is our guest after your uh our guest tonight as well after you're done but margaret used to live in dance tango in denver around that time period so it's a really weird coincidence because now she's been based in halifax for a very long time but um yeah, maybe she can call in now actually maybe she can if she can figure out how to use the old maybe. oh there she is <laughs> leggy peggy <laughs> Lady hey Peggy. Peggy. Okay, okay. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, oh, I, 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 I could not figure out how to how to te text on the app there. Uh, so I kept messaging <laughs> with, my, with my comments, and but you, uh, yeah. But you were actually your texts were going, but maybe you weren't seeing them because you were. Well, some text. random person started uh, asking me questions. You know, like where are you from and stuff. Somebody who wasn't didn't seem to be on the on the call at all you yeah know? so i was got a little yeah. confused there like i'm like who, me, <laughs> yeah. what me <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. i, I just i just recognized uh Christ christine's name and then i thought well was she you know there was this band in denver ecstasis and when that band began they had none of them had been to Buenos Aires and then uh, they got a grant and two of them, including the violinist, went to Buenos Aires. And when they came back, they said, OK, we're going to fire the flautist and the guitarist. <laughs> <laughs> that was, wasn't that Evan and Aaron, I think? Yep, that was Evan and Aaron. You <laughs> got it. Wow. Yeah, I just couldn't remember the <laughs> I names. I met but... them. I, I didn't like I played a little bit with them there, but I didn't ever play an ecstasy tango. I played with Dan Diaz. The... Yeah, I guess I, I mean, Dan Diaz would play for Milongas at the, at the Mercury Cafe, you know, that wonderful yeah, that's where we place is still going on. You know, the Mercury is still, uh, <laughs> uh, still a going place there. It's amazing. Is Marilyn still doing that? Yes, she is. I'm oh, on their email so list. I, I don't live there, so I uh, haven't been there for a long time, but um Wow. But that was, uh, yeah, that was what my tango days. I started when tango first came to Colorado. Sounds like it came to Kansas City around the same time, actually. This is you amazing. You know, 95, 96. I started with Daniel Trenner. He was, he was the teacher. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, there was more ballroom tango going on. And uh, when we started playing tango and making happenings happening with uh, this woman named Elizabeth O'Keefe. She brought in the first tango guy from Buenos Aires. He was in Florida and I think, I think she would like go to Miami to study with him when he would come up. And so she brought him here and we got a certain amount of people to sign up to want to learn to dance. And we, so 
you know. That was the Argentine yeah, the beginning of the Argentine style. Yeah, yeah that was a, we we started a dance movement probably like at the end of 98 or beginning of 99 and then uh-huh. in November of 99 is when I debuted my tango group cuz we had to like nice work up yeah. some music and like kind of audition people and see who would be a good yeah, candidate yeah. for I'm su- I'm surprised there wasn't more actually more uh communication between Denver and Kansas City at that time because you know there was so little uh, live tango music going on in the inner it was really hard to find out like I don't even remember how I found out about Dan Villas but I I was like searching for tango mm-hmm. and there was there was like emailing lists of, of like forums yeah, right, that you back could in the day. get on <laughs> and but yeah. you couldn't see yeah. pictures of anything or yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a different time, and everything was much more local. And but, when I when I wanted to start a tango band, I contacted Dan Diaz because I was like, it would be great if we could premiere the tango band with a bandoneon player. That's that could come and like teach us how to comp, how to uh, like some of the secrets. Like, how are they doing some of this? getting these effects on the piano, like, um, just a a little bit of schooling. We needed, we needed some schooling. So I found this guy and talked to him and he said, Oh, of course I can for this amount of money and a plane ticket. Um, and so we brought him to Kansas city and he worked with us for a few days. We did a couple of concerts and then he left and we just kept play in and without him it was much more difficult you know but (laughs) Mm you know Mm -hmm. slow and steady kind of wins the race we just kept we got a weekly gig and just kept going and going and going and going and and um you know nobody was quite as obsessed about tango like i was (laughs) i was telling them earlier like i was the crazy one that listened to it I heard, I heard, your, I heard you earlier. Yes, yes, I could relate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's so funny. Yeah. It's amazing. So, We've been doing like this sort of inviting guests, like a musician and a tango professional, and then uh, realizing like the bond that they have during the show, like with yeah. uh, Kristen and Angeles and. Pedro on the same show. It was uh, was Pedro and uh, Michelle, wasn't it? Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, it's true. true. And they did play in the same show. They did the same tango show. And we, like, yeah. That's very interesting. Well, Christine, would you like to do one more before before we wrap it up? Um, I would... I can do one more, uh-huh. or you can play um, the the track, the the duo that I did with the bandoneon player, which is also really nice. Uh, Whatever what you prefer. You well, want. we're always a big fan okay, of live music, one? but it's it's uh, <laughs> so that's that's our preference, I would say. But I also really enjoyed okay. this piece, so I'm I'm flexible. It's your. I I, I wanted. To... 
wanted to ask a question before she starts. Is the piece she played Mujer Sola? Do I have that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that available? Yeah. Um, yeah, the the Tango Lorca, that's actually the title of the album. Okay. Is Mujer Sola as well. And it's um, a beautiful piece. Yeah. I love Thanks. it. Thanks. It's, yeah, Ornette Coleman. Back in the day when we used to end the evenings in Denver with those kind of beautiful, slow songs, my God. Mm-hmm. I remember everybody would dance to um, like Diana Krall's "Peel Me a Grape." <laughs> like do slow grinding malonga to yeah. that. All the time. <laughs> that too. That too. <laughs> um, well, what about if I just do a very short version of El Choclo, and then you play the other piece, and you have both the best of both worlds? You're quite the problem solver. I like it. I love it because I like I I really like the like I love playing with the bandoneon and yeah it's a really beautiful piece that you know this it, we did that here during the quarantine time you know mm-hmm. we both played it in our house so we sent back and forth a couple versions before we officially taped it nice and um, yeah. All right, so I will give you guys a little, a little El Choclo, and unless you want something else. No, that's fine. Uh, Margaret, that's Margaret, fine. I'm going to ask if you can I'm... mute your phone just in case. Yeah, 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 Thank right. You. I heard you say that. And earlier. then we will uh, start our next five questions segment and berate you. The next half an hour. So, so. I, I press uh, input your message. I press. Uh, <laughs> where is the mute button again? Uh, there is Chico, the, the red the button that looks like a telephone at the bottom. Okay, that won't hang me up. Okay. Yeah, you pick mute once. You can just keep doing that for a while. That's cool. <laughs> All the tango sound effects that are really cool. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> there's that. We have the we have this the siren. Whoa. The ambulance. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> Holy do you crap! Have the, can you do the birds? <laughs> <laughs> Challenge accepted. Amazing. And then there's the there's the firework, which is like Wow. There's the Unbelievable. You know, like in Piazzolo where it goes, Just gonna there's ask so many for fun that. things that we do. That's great. And then there's one that's called the comb, which is you just like comb the hair against the strings. Huh. It looks pretty cool. That's um, 
All right. All right. get to know you and uh, learn about all these interesting stories about the how you trained and how they have the the non-conservatory oh, conservatory yeah. and <laughs> yeah it's amazing all the history about yeah it's there's so much history there's so many you know and we all have like some so so many similar stories and and uh, and it's great that we're all connected via this amazing music and dance. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Uh, I, I love that I keep meeting new people, and I meet people that know people that I helped get into tango. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> and you still enjoy dancing as much? I do, but I haven't. I don't go out dancing that much. Um, I kind of had a bit of 
complication in my right foot. Mm. And so I've been doing a lot of recuperation of it, it was just enough to like keep my heels on long enough to play during a tango show. And then I'd like rip them off wow. and like <laughs> put on my flats. <laughs> and people are like, you want to dance? I'm like, nope. Mm. All right. <laughs> <see ya." laughs> well, it's a perfect time to recuperate it. Hopefully. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I have, uh, I went dancing. There were a bunch of Americans from Kansas city visiting here last November and I took them to some milongas, and so I would get up and dance with some of them. And it had been a while, man. <laughs> yeah, my I much more. I spend so much more time on stage than I do in a milonga anymore. And you know, I, I haven't played with an orchestra tipica uh, regularly for for some years. So. Uh, it's either like a smaller group, like a quartet, and it's not the same. There's, it's so amazing to play in an orchestra tipica. So amazing. Yeah. It's got to be so a good. very powerful. But it is. But you know, it's hard because uh, people don't want to pay. Like, and so then it gets hard to also go someplace where you're going to start playing after 1.30 in the morning if you're only going to make like a very little bit of money it's like I did that when I was 20 and 30 something and I'm not that age anymore <laughs> and so it's it's just like you leave that for some other people because I mean it's it's hard to feel motivated to keep your ass up that late to work mm -hmm. if you're just gonna make like a hippie paycheck <laughs> <laughs> here's some incense better here's some incense yes. and a hug thank you <laughs> <laughs> no not that kind of I like, know, I know. I'm just like not that kind of hippie like we here they say hippie mm -hmm. like if you if you just don't make that much money, like when you're getting started in a group, I used to not have any problem playing at whatever time for whatever amount of money. But, you know, once you get into your forties and you require a certain amount of sleep and you have kids and, mm -hmm. um, you know, life changes and I can't burn my candle at both ends like I used yeah, to. Yeah, no, and yeah. we all have to have priorities. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Well, this we really appreciate amazing, you taking Christine. the time to, to joining us and our listeners and sharing your music. Well, it's been really fun hanging out with you guys, and um, I'm I'm really enjoying these these random tango encounters. <laughs> in, in my house the outings the innings <laughs> in, yeah, in, in your house you know like i probably um i was supposed to go play for maryland's tango thing in may so i may have met you guys but i don't know that we would have talked this much you know like who knows and no so i don't think now i have yeah. i think yeah. now that like I feel like I know you guys better and um, and we have made this, this connection and now I'm going to be really happy to meet you guys in person. 
Yeah, I can't wait. When I go play next year. So, yes. Anyway, that will be so fun. Have a beautiful rest of your evening and say hi to your cat for us. Thank you. You too. And I think Adam, (laughs) you're going to play the Bandanion song at the end. I'm going to play it as our outro because I usually play something at the end um, because I want to get started with our next segment with Margaret. So it also keep our listeners tuned in until the end. Very (laughs) sneaky. Very sneaky of you. Okay, Christine. Thank you you so much. All right. Bye. Thank you so much to everybody who sent nice comments. And and, um, I had a very good time. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. All right, it's time to get dark oh, and weird. Wow. Margaret's here. <laughs> Can I start farting? The after hours. <laughs> yeah. It's time to roll on the floor and get drunk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, in, yeah, I'm already drunk. Yeah. Five questions. questions. Oh my god. Five questions. Five questions. I actually did get up and dance to that. <laughs> Margaret's four in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Well, for all of my friends who know the story about me getting kicked out of Canada, <laughs> Margaret was and we need to talk part about of this. that story. It my no, fault. it wasn't your fault. It was my fault, actually. It no, was her fault. <laughs> it's because I know your dad. Yeah. It was my fault for telling a bad lie. And uh, you not playing, not knowing. And anyway, it was just a clusterfuck. You have to tell the story. So I was trying to remember when that was because I looked it up and you guys came. I had you here four times, which is kind of amazing, actually. Yeah, that's true. I I looked looked it up. I had you here in 2010, 2011, and then uh, like May 2010, May 2011, May 2012, and November 2012. So I think it was May 2011. Oh, we came twice I in think one it year. was the second time. Chico, obviously Chico stayed on yeah. and, and worked for us. And I went back yeah, and that was watched amazing. She, the, the basketball playoff. She, she didn't even need, she didn't, yeah. And she didn't even mm-hmm. need you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, that's when we went from being Adam and we Chico just... to Chico and Adam. <laughs> ah, gotcha. Hi, yeah. hello, hello. hello <laughs> Yes. So hello, hello, Chico, Adam. Hello, how are hello, you? Yeah. I was yeah. working. Somebody needs to work. Yeah, I mean, when you have fun, somebody <laughs> needs to work and teach stuff. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. Well, it's 11, 11, a, 11 p.m. where I am. So where oh, you're a little ahead of us Marcella? too. Okay. Well, no, I'm in the same as uh, Boyle Right, you're a bit ahead of us. Yeah, yeah. I forgot you're so far. Yeah. Yeah. We are in the future, right, so, Peggy? Yeah. We're so, in Margaret, the how we'll did you, you uh, the first question for our five-question segment is, um, how did you meet my father? <laughs> <laughs> Do you really want to know? That was my question. Do you really want to know? <laughs> well, the story goes, I got who knows? Maybe. Do you know who your mother is? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's getting interesting. Okay. Well, perfect. Uh, you gonna said it's going to get dark and dirty. 
Marcelo's gonna pass out again. So the story goes: we go to Canada. It's the second time we 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 taught in Canada quite a bit, but this particular time they wanted to like, they wanted to give us the, what's the word? Well, we flew into Halifax for the first no, time. That was the second. Yeah, they flew directly. Oh, that's right, because the last time we directly, came through Montreal. We flew. Yeah, yes. we flew directly into Halifax, and Halifax Airport is the smallest international airport in Canada, and they train. <laughs> the immigration guys, you know, to really like give them the third That's degree. What I was looking for the third degree. So, That's so Chico, happened. Chico was in a different lineup. Mm -hmm. So she, also... there's Chico with a Turkish passport. She gets through and she goes, "I don't know what's happening." They're but I holding... also said I am an architect. I didn't say I am a dancer. I don't know what Adam. That's said, what I. That he, was my. So said well, that. they, they, you know, they asked me like, "What's what? What do you do for a living? Welcome to you know, welcome." And what do you do? And I said, "I'm a dance teacher." And they said, "Are you here to teach?" And I said, "No." And then the guy like yeah, put we, a big red we, X on my piece of paper, and he said, "You need to go over there and talk to them." And then I went over there, and then they were asking me. No, you didn't have my address. Well. They asked you where you were staying, and you didn't know. That's that's oh. probably true too. I said I said the person is meeting us here, and I don't know. I mean, yeah, this is Canada. Why the fuck do you care? <laughs> yeah, you said you said I don't need to know where she, she's she's waiting out there for us. You don't need to know. Yeah, probably. So then they came out. So then then they well, came then they out said, and like, asked me. They asked me like, how, how do you, you know, know her? And I said because they said, are you here for work? And I said no. And then they said, "Well, how do you know this lady if you're not here for work?" And I said, "Well, she's a child. Uh, she's a long old friend of my father's." Because <laughs> we're about the same age, I guess. Yeah. And then yeah. they came back like 20 minutes later, and they said, "Well, we we but just that's... spoke to your friend, and she said she doesn't know your father." And I thought they were like, "Well, yeah, they come. They you thought they were thought lying because they, they, they the came out." Thing. And Chico was already Chico was sitting next to me. And she says, like, I don't know what's going on, you know, because she got through. So they come out of the, you know, they come out into where the waiting room is in the airport. And they say, you know, uh, so we have, you know, this gentleman, he says he's visiting you. So, ha ha so you, you know, uh, you know, his father, how do you know, his, you know, how do you know his father? And I don't even know your father's name. Right. And so Chico goes, oh, yeah, you know, Gary. Gary. Yeah, yeah, you know, Gary. You know, Gary. And I'm like, going. Okay, I'm thinking, okay, I know Gary, but how do I know Gary? Like, if I say, yes, I know Gary, then they're going to say, so how do you know Gary? <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, I can't go anywhere. So I just told them, I said, look, they, they said, why do, you, why do you think he's lying? And I said, because he's here for work. Now, I had to tell them the truth. Damn it. And we didn't, and we didn't fill out. We didn't do any paperwork on that. You know, right, we didn't right, do any right. paperwork. But we also didn't oh. have to do. We we didn't know we had to do paperwork because for that amount of yeah, we were there for and, a and, couple and, days. Tango dancer and but but this but is also, another thing I wanna yeah go, go for it. well this is another thing I wanna well, ask while <laughs> while Adam is like insisting on like uh, not believing the guy that actually came out and found you it's the first time we're trying into halifax airport so adam hasn't seen the size of this airport is like living room the size of this yeah, the tiny. waiting room is the size of like a small doctor's <laughs> office with like three patients i mean i walk i walk when i when i finally left they, they finally like they, they took my passport and they said we're not letting you stay but you have to stay the night and catch the next flight out in the morning and i was like Fuck. and when i finally get out and i walk out to the airport and i walk into this 
little tiny room and the like the largest people in the room are Chico and Margaret. I mean, the room is so small that they looked huge. I was like, holy shit, they really did come out and talk to these people. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was... Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, oh yeah. Then, I, then from from then on, I I tried to always do the paperwork. Well, what's really funny is yeah, that yeah. this air this is such a small airport that when we did come back and we had the proper paperwork, I got the exact same <laughs> agent, and he looked at me and I he's like, "Oh, what are you here for?" And I said, "For work, but I have the the paperwork and here's the visa." And he looked at me and he said, "Okay, thank you." And that was it. It was like, but it was like he knew that I the. Like, so I'm the same guy that was totally <laughs> blowing smoke up his ass six months ago. <laughs> but but you know it all it, it and then I switched to a whole new to a whole new system with the artists uh-huh. the guest artist thing that they do in Montreal. It's the same border. It's the border of Canada, right? Mm-hmm. But somehow mm-hmm. when you cross that border in Quebec, you come in there. They have like a different attitude, and mm. you can do the guest artist thing, which I did with Re- Rebecca Schulman. But then she she also got stuck here, hmm. uh, and, and she and I was. are texting back and forth. I'm sitting in that little waiting room, and she's sitting in the wherever they take you. <laughs> it's a very dark and, room. You know, she's flown in, and she's texting me. She's texting me. I don't know. They're asking me all these questions. What should I say? You know, <laughs> and I'm saying, well, whatever you say, don't 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 tell them you're going to be a teacher because that's. If you're a guest artist, you can be an artist, but you can't be a teacher. Don't tell them you know my father. Yeah, this is what I wanted to Exactly. Don't tell them. I was thinking that. You should say, I know the Adam's father. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you know what? I'm, the, the really sad thing is I just don't bring any Americans anymore because it's too big. Well, I, no, you are well done. You should bring just Argentinians. That is the best. Margaret, guess what? Every time, so once that happened, of course, every time I tried to go into Canada, I would have to go through questioning, right? Even if I went as a tourist. However, the last time I went to Canada, which was quite a little while ago, I went up with uh, Michael Potelli and Monroe and Sharon. And I'm like, guys, I'm sorry, but when we go through the border, they're going to pull us into that room. They're going to pull us over and I'm going to have to go talk to an agent for a while. Were you driving? We were driving, yeah. Because I said, because I have this history and... um, they didn't do it. They just sent us right through. So I think the uh, I, I must have like seven years must have passed or however long, but they, they <laughs> yeah. did not pull us into the room and I didn't have to deal with, because every other time since that happened, I would have to go and explain to somebody yeah, like, no, I'm not here for yeah. work. I'm just here to visit. And then they always would let me in, but it was always a pain in the ass. And also like what we had learned through that, uh, because we did the visa stuff for Toronto as well after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, work visa that like you said if you use the word teaching it falls in the same category as a teacher being hired by a university at a college yeah. or university or like yeah any like taking school a job system t- it doesn't yeah. go under artists even no, though you're t- going as an artist yeah. like you're it's- taking like teaching you're taking a teaching job from a canadian that's the idea yeah, yeah. So, yeah. that so I had to. So I. That's why I always used to put put on the on the posters. I would say top. I wouldn't say that there were classes. I would say there were topics. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So many ways around it. You can it. DJ. You can perform, but you cannot teach any. You can even lecture. Yeah, it's really crazy. Yeah, you can lecture. You can. I don't know. Anyway, well, I just. I. I now have to rely on lectures. I have to rely on Canadian hmm. teachers and. You know, 
No, like Argentinian. <laughs> okay. Argentinian. Remember that Argentinian. No, Argentinian I too. I can't bring any Argentinians either because it's the same deal. Oh. I love to bring an Argentinian. But we don't. We are not going to say that we know my. You know my father. I wouldn't say no, that we are dating. <laughs> oh, okay. You will say we are engaged. Yeah. I mean, the Argentinians I bring all live in Montreal. Well, you see, you see the difference between a, a, an American teacher and an Argentine yeah. teacher. You know my One dad. Is willing and, to marry uh, you. You're gonna get married. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the father of her children. So, Margaret, you're you were based in Denver. Where you from? Where are you from? Not Denver. Are you from Denver? Colorado. No. No. Well, I was born in New Jersey. Hello. Uh, oh, I forgot that. I grew up in California, ah. Santa Barbara. I I graduated from high school at sixteen. Went to college in Vermont. Fell in love. Got pregnant. <laughs> got married. <laughs> very young. My my husband didn't want to fight in Vietnam, so when he graduated from college, he got drafted, and we went to oh. Canada. Mm. And then mm, I was in Canada, like, from 1971 to 1985. My marriage fell apart in that period of time, and I then I moved back to the States with my we had a child. I have a child. <laughs> I moved back to I moved to Colorado. Hmm. Yeah, I moved to Colorado to go back to college because I had never graduated. So, I, and I went to the Naropa Institute in Boulder, Colorado, and majored in dance. Interesting. But you, <laughs> older dance but you went there. up to Halifax with sort of the the purpose of starting a tango community. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. So I got, I got. You know, I discovered. I, I started some ballroom dancing in Colorado after I injured my back doing a modern dance piece. And then I, from my teachers there, introduced me to tango because they went to Stanford Tango Week in like maybe 94 or 95. Stanford Tango Week was this kind of phenomenal event. And Daniel Trenner convinced the organizer of Stanford Tango Week to start bringing mostly Argentine-based teachers. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, so my, my ballroom teachers just came back from this tango camp and said, you know, we discovered Argentine tango. Now we, we finally got, we met someone who really understood it, like taught it, like explained it to us in a way that made sense. And, mm. and then they brought, you know, Daniel and Rebecca to uh, teach in Colorado in 94, 95, just for a wow. weekend. So, so that was sort tango. of, I was, that was my first, uh, that was my that was really when Argentine tango started in Colorado. And before tango, what was your favorite type of like in the you studied dance? What I was did. your favorite type of dance that you liked doing? Improvisational. Well, I didn't really have any other formal training. So when I, you say improvisation, does that still fall under modern dance? Well, that's because I went to the Naropa Institute. That's was their approach was very much improvisational, creative. Their their approach to modern was improvisational, but uh, my dance background. Do you mean? Is, yeah. No, sorry, please. Yeah, ask your question. 
I'm sorry. I was I was thinking that a contact improv, like uh, playing low. That, that's that's a kind of that's a kind of improvisation. But improvisation would mean that you know you create a dance based on uh, yeah, images. Uh, you draw material from emotional experiences, or it's 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 not so much about. And, and maybe you create a dance because of through techniques like repetition, imitation, uh, ordinary movement, uh, random. You might throw some random uh, chore- uh, structures in. Like, and do you do this alone or with a group of people or both happen? You, 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 both, both, yeah. So but when I it's was, in a group... Yeah. So when it's in a group, is there any similarities in terms of like uh, tango or contact where you're reacting to each other's almost like acting and improvising too? Yes, definitely. You know, that's, that's, it's like, like theatrical improv too. You know, it's the same kind of thing. You're reacting. I see. But, uh, I think the biggest thing for me that is, you know, the thing that's really unique in tango, it, I mean, everybody always says, oh, tango is an improvised dance. You know, I, I often say that. Oh, my background was in improvisational dance. So I love, here was a dance you could do with other people that was improv, was improvisational. But the thing is, uh, I mean, it's improv, improvisational on a structure. But the really defining element is the music. I think mm-hmm. in tango, that's, that's not, that doesn't exist. If you look at, you know, the whole postmodern world is very big in New York, you know, Yvonne Rainier and all these different people, uh, Merce Cunningham and so forth, you know, that music is not, they're not, they're not about expressing music particularly. And that's just one element, you know, that they might play with. But So when, that, for example, like in contact too, I've seen so many times like there is no music, and but let's say you do do a piece with music, do you pick the patterns and the stuff that you're talking about that you're gonna play with as a group, and then throw a song in? Is that my experience of chore- chore- choreographing or working with a group to create a piece? with music was, you know, you'd use the music sort of to, to set some kind of mood theme situation. I see. Yeah. I see. Um, and it's less literal basically. But I'm not really an expert in this field because I mean, I touched base there, but I didn't really stay there too long. And I don't know if you know this, but my, my real background in dance is why I have that name Leggy Peggy, you know, do you know where I got that name? No, hold on. How did you get that name? Say that again. Sorry. <laughs> the name Leggy Peggy. Yeah. Well, so so you know, I worked when I first came to Canada. I worked as an exotic dancer. Oh my God! Wow! You did. You did and tell us. There is pictures. And we want pictures. <laughs> and, and and I worked at this club in Montreal. Yeah, I lived in Montreal. I was hoping Carol would be on this call actually, uh, because she's you know always talks about Montreal, and she would um, she would know this place probably. It was a uh, 
1974, 73, 74, 75, there was this country and Western club on Saint Laurent and La Gachetière, which is the really this small little Chinese, uh, Montreal Chinatown. And they had a club there called the Lodeo. It was a country and Western club, the Rodeo, but because the Chinese can't say ours, they called it the Lodeo. <laughs> that is so much fun, Lodio. It was yeah. this really ridiculous, you know, it was this really kind of popular, very, very like French Canadian country and Western style, if you can imagine <laughs> Quebecois country and Western. But uh, anyway, the guy, the, the MC there, I, they had, they always had a dancer every night. They had like a MC, they played a lot of, they, they sang all these French country songs like one of them was about a potato <laughs> about washing i mean i mean if carol was here she would get it but you know oh my god i so big, wanted to go MC. into these clubs in montreal there's so many of them and so, so this guy this guy when he saw me me dance he he, he said he would say because uh, i have you know i you may remember i have kind of like muscular shapely legs <laughs> so he called me and now we have the dancer licky piggy <laughs> he also made licky piggy ah that <laughs> makes sense yeah, yeah. So anyway, so that's really I, I feel, though, like when I got into tango, I realized that I love like a reason I started dancing as, as a new dancer, an exotic dancer, a go-go dancer, whatever it was, because I love to dance and I didn't have any other skills, really. I tried waitressing and I was very bad at it and I needed to do some kind of work to bring income into the family. And uh-huh. uh I love to dance, you know, so I thought, and, and with this, you get to dance to music and you can just make up your characters. As long as you take your clothes off, they don't really care. You know, what else you awesome. do. I don't think in my case that counted. <laughs> if I take my clothes off, it's not, I can try, but I don't know if somebody will pay. Well, the next, then the next Zoom call. I've seen your feet, Marcelo. I've seen your legs. I have nice legs, that's for sure. But yeah, but you know, this was back before before like uh, lap dancing. Oh, that, it was sort of like pre. It was really more burlesque, especially in Montreal, where yeah, where yeah, they want yeah. everything to be very old fashioned. In fact, so in, wow. Yeah, I they wanted. It. They don't want you to do anything too expressive. Like for a while, yeah. I was trying to be very different. I thought I should dance to. Uh, like I should dance to like Jimi Hendrix music and I don't want to look like, you know, some ordinary stripper, you know, I have to be, I have to be outside the box. And, oh and God, so in Montreal, they would be like, no, madame, on ne fait pas l'art ici. We don't make art here, you know. <laughs> they just say, you know, first song, you have uh, your stockings and you, second song, you take off the stockings. <laughs> really so simple rules. Well, the, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And, that, and you so, know, now, now burlesque is like some sort of like feminist thing. <laughs> so, what's the third thing? Hold on, I want to know this whole. I can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> she blocked it no, out. No, then you, you know, then you, you take off the bra. I don't know. 
then you put the negligee on and you you swirl around in these with these negligees that make like a full circle <laughs> do they pay for the song do they pay for the night oh they would pay they would pay for a whole night usually yeah yeah okay yeah. cuz we yeah, were, I mean, yeah. What? I was going to say, we have a friend who does it right now, and she was saying, like, they pay for a song. Uh, so I was curious. Actually, she does yeah, it in no, Denver, I mean, oddly enough. <laughs> Small exactly, fucking world. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's really a changed situation now. But uh, but actually, I would also sometimes get, like, I, I most, mostly I lived in Toronto when I lived in Canada. After Montreal, I lived in Toronto for quite a while. And in Toronto, uh, I worked for an agent. And the agent, I actually came to Halifax in 1977 or 1978 <laughs> to, to dance, you know, because it, to dance at a club for a week. And well, that's uh, how that was your introduction to Halifax. Or yeah, something. like I didn't even when I but then when I, you know, after living in Denver and then moving here in 2003, occasionally I most of my tango students know nothing. Well, I, apparently none of them are listening to this interview, but <laughs> most of them don't know anything about this. Well, they can my listen background. to it tomorrow. So. Yeah, OK, well, maybe they will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's OK. So. When you were in Denver, you said you, after like you got injured, you started ballroom, but you didn't do that in any way professionally. You started tango, be right soon after. Oh, I yeah, I just did ballroom as a hat, you know, just for I I did it actually because I wanted to dance still, and I had injured my back doing a modern dance, creating a modern dance piece from my imagination. <laughs> you know, as you as you do with improvisation, <laughs> you know, it was all about my family traumas and blah, blah, blah. And I injured my back and I had back surgery, actually. And when I was recovering from the back surgery, I thought, OK, I need to do some kind of dancing that's very upright. Mm -hmm. Maybe mm -hmm. this would be a good time mm -hmm. to learn. I've always wanted to learn how to waltz. I think that'd be fun, you know. And my sister told me she had some friends in Denver, in Boulder, who were teaching these classes, and that's and they were the teachers who brought who ended up bringing Daniel Trenner there. So I see. that's how I got into tango. And I just it, the first class I took with Daniel and Rebecca, the first Friday evening class, they had everybody just walk freely around the room without partners, and imagine you're in a river. You're flowing down this river, and then you get caught in an eddy, and you turn, and then you flow on. You get caught in the eddy again. You turn, and you know. And then they said, okay, so this thing you've just done, this is like if you go to a Milonga in Buenos Aires and you watch the people flow on the dance floor, this is what you're going to experience, the hmm. river flow, turn, continue. And I've never forgotten that because it, it, it just right away, it sort of captured me that they approached it already from a experiential perspective. Uh, from the navigation. Um, and the... Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that. And, and I still do I still do this exercise, actually, with new students uh -huh. sometimes. I'm going to steal yeah, the exercise. Yeah, when, when, when I'm here, you feel that, especially when they rain a lot and there is a lot of floating, you feel that walking and the milongas and all the water around you. 
<laughs> yeah, I leave that. I, I've seen a couple of <laughs> when the floods happen. Seen a couple of exercises that I really like. One was from Marcella Trappe recently. She was here a couple of years ago, and and they talked about how like you're either going to move in the space or you're going to stop and have a party in place. So that's a and nice. So like when they're yeah. when they're in place, they're just like swinging their arms up and down and like jiggling their butt, you know, whatever. And then they move, they walk with purpose, and then they stop, and then they, you know, and it's like, oh, yeah, that's a really great way to, like, uh, illustrate how the floor moves. Like, you either travel or you turn, mm-hmm. travel or turn, sort of, so to speak. Would she do that with, like, just have individuals yeah, yeah, yeah. walk that yeah. way? Or? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can you yeah. can take a complete new group of people mm-hmm. and have them experience something that later they're going to be doing in a in a in an embrace yeah. with somebody else. Yeah. Just to so. give you that concept, because a lot of times I think – it's easy to to skip that in a beginner class, like oh, by the way, we move, but then we stop, and then we move, and then we stop, you know. Um, and it's kind of random, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's not random in terms of the navigation, but it's not like in a ballroom situation where you know you you march to the corner and do the mm-hmm. corner turn, yeah. and then yeah. you kind of progress to the next corner and do the corner turn. So. Uh, and when we teach beginners, we notice this a lot. Like, we'll from the first class, we'll immediately teach a basic rocking turn, because when you rock around the clock, when you give them exactly walking and get them to walk, all like they can't. It's way it's much harder yep. to find that synchronicity with a partner. And then they became like bulldozers, you know, like it's like so hard to just navigate by walking. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's nice to have yeah, and the the walk, two tools right away. The walk to the cross is, you know, like it's so traditional and it's great, but but it is so it, it does require a lot of walking yeah. forward. Mm-hmm. What? And it doesn't help people navigate at what's, all. You know, really at the beginning. What's happening nowadays? I heard that the restrictions have been eased up there yes yes we actually dancing up here i'm so embarrassed i i feel so guilty and i'm you know with a few people dancing in the world uh, I th- we are yeah we're dancing on the waterfront i'm teaching a class in my house wow um but no, it's only six. There's only six. Exactly. No, I mean it's good. It's just, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's hopeful. It's the same time. You know, there's this incredible shadow hanging over us. It, even though we have no case. Well, we mm. had no cases for three weeks. Then three people crossed the border from the U.S. They must have. I don't know how they got across because <laughs> the border is closed. But, you know, I don't know. They you said, guys need to build a wall. <laughs> they, uh, they said. They said. Um, we know. Margaret knows our fathers. <laughs> You know, they were New Yorkers, for yeah. sure. No, they were probably, can, actually, they were can, probably Canadians Coming back. Uh, who live in the U.S. Because so, they can't reject you if, you're, if you have Canadian residency. You know? And one of them was a student of some kind who had a student visa. Anyway, that was the three new cases. They immediately, you know, kind of shut them up in a quarantine situation. But I mean, the, even that small thing, it makes everybody gets very nervous again. So yeah, we're, we uh, have the protocols are still like 10 people can gather without distancing. And then you're not supposed to have like two or three or four groups of 10 people that you gather with, mm-hmm. but, but we all do. We basically, mm-hmm. most of us do, because I mean, I gather with my family, my grandchildren gather with their friends, um, mm. you know, 
So we're overlapping the bubble. Are you allowed to talk to Americans on the phone? <laughs> <laughs> this is dangerous. I, I need to do it. Yeah, talking for American by the phone is dangerous. Well, that's really, so, that, so when that we, is really uh, hopeful, though. Yeah, it is awesome to hear that. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, it's, it really it's is. you know, and people have been really supportive because I, I, you know, usually when we dance on the waterfront, I don't pay rent. So I do, usually don't charge very much, like only $5. But this time I said, you know, guys, I didn't expect very many people. We have distancing, like five couples, but they have to stay separated on the floor. And then mm -hmm. people come and they, they wear masks and rotate. So if they want. And some people have made little contracts with one another. Mm -hmm. Like I'm in your bubble. Right, right. We don't. We're, we're going to partner. Mm. So like, so that's sort of what we're doing. Anyway, they all paying me twice as much. So it's kind of nice. What else is this kind of a silver lining is that this nice. could actually teach really good floor craft and navigation because everybody has to stay the fuck away from each Absolutely. other. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the funny thing exactly. is that it was never that crowded here to begin with. So yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But we do have a very old, we have a pretty older population. I was thinking, looking at the registration, you know, from the times that you taught here, I was looking at those lists tonight. And, you know, we had a, a lot more people showing up for workshops. They had a great, you guys, you had yeah, great turnout. Really 11 and 2012. It's, but it, it's, it's not, it hasn't been like that in the last three, four years. So I was curious, so, I mean, Sharon and I spent a lot of time talking about everything now that I'm the only person we can see each other or whatever, but um, I was, we were talking one day recently about in the future. I'm sorry, think, Sharon. Do we think in the future Tango will start attracting a younger crowd because of, um, like, obviously I think older people are going to not, are going to be more reluctant to start dancing. As quickly as right, some people, what, yeah. because of the, yeah. the the danger it could involve, but I'm curious if more if younger people might start. Although now that I say that out loud, I don't see why they would then if they aren't now. Um, yeah, you you don't have younger people. I I just thought it was a Halifax thing. That we I mean, I don't know. I'd say the young, the average, the youngest age in Tango in New York. Like, I mean, there's a few babies, but like I would say 35 to 30 would be, you know. Okay. Well, that 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 here is a young is is definitely. But the younger. average age I, would I be mean, like I would say forties to fifties, here. I don't know yeah, if Chico agrees yeah. or not, but. Oh. I don't know, man. I suck at guessing age stuff. Because <laughs> I mean, there might be a couple people so, in their twenties, yeah. but that's not the majority at all. You know. Hmm. You think so? I I do believe that the next uh. uh time i don't know how to call it the next what's coming in tango will come with more young people i i, I do see it coming we we had a we had a kind of young we had our young face was actually when chico and adam were teaching here that's when we had the most you know you guys we went out drinking with them remember yeah <laughs> Yeah, I have these wonderful photos, actually, of you guys that throwing Oh, my God, Chico I love that group. Around. I uh, recently ran into a photo of with Lucas. Jillian. And, and Daniel. All of us, Jillian. Jillian. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Those were the times I got so fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you taught me about the time... taking alka seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. The time that Adam didn't make it was the most... Crazy I got in Halifax. 
And you don't drink oh, was much. was that the time that... that I Jillian don't drink much, little, but... Jillian had the little jealousy fit, yeah. Maybe that was that time. She yeah. did? Yeah. Uh, she yeah. didn't show it to me. She was so, like, uh, uh, friendly um, to me always. She, like, we always had such she, a good she lives in Montreal relationship. Now. Yeah, I saw she, her. She was, she was down ago. here in New York in not too like Well, probably a couple years ago. Yeah, good. Good, good. I'm glad a couple she's A couple years ago, there. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we lost all those young people. Like, two of them died and... Uh, and uh, Daniel moved to Copenhagen along with his sister. Oh, I forgot about Daniel. Yeah, uh, he was cool. Yeah, he was the game designer, gamer designer, and he got an awesome job in Copenhagen. And yeah. his sister was already working there as an architect. So, so yeah, we just lose. I have like two young students now. They're both uh, they're from China. I I'm not sure, hmm. but she was a student here. And he's just I don't know what he's doing here, but. Um, yeah, they're they're very they're very dedicated. They're great, but the young they're very few young people. I could name one. There's like four. You know, but I know that there is young people in in Asia, in Korea especially. Yeah. And I, when I was working in San Francisco as well, there is plenty of young people. But it's understandable, right? It's a it's a city full of of, of young people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also it's it's just the, the bigger population, you know. If I say I have four young people and that that is like ten percent of the people here. <laughs> but if you have a huge you know, you have, I mean it's ten percent of the people who do tango or something. Yeah, know, but, yeah, yeah. But in a course. but in a bigger community, you know, of course, you know, you're gonna have more of them because more people Sounds like the Florida of Canada, that place. The Florida. <laughs> I love yeah. the one thing about New York's tango is like how mixed age group of people that we have in the community here. Yeah, it's a very I, diverse community. It's really like the, it's very diverse the amount of cultures there is and the amount like the yeah, it is. it's nice. Yeah, it's it's really nice interaction and having made friends that are younger than you and older than you, it just adds yeah. such a different. The difficult thing about life, I feel. the difficult thing about having a tango scene in a city like New York is that you're competing with New York itself. I mean, there's so much to do all the time. Normally, yes. I mean, oh, normally yes, of course, and so it's really hard. If somebody, you know, most people they come they're it's it's like anything most New Yorkers do. They try something because they're always trying things, and they're like, oh, I'm gonna try tango, and they show up and. So one of the teachers is like, this is going to consume your whole life. This is going to take you 20 years. And they're like, well, I was going to go see a Broadway show next week. So I think I'm not going to do this anymore. <laughs> and like they get yeah. scared off because it's like, yeah, there's so many <laughs> other things to do. Yeah. And I think like I, I I had this you know conversation and theory about like Portland, Oregon, why they had such a, a young and vibrant tango scene for a while because it's like – People will, people that live in Portland were like, well, there's really not much to do here. So, like, of course we're going to dance tango. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's funny. That is an interesting phenomenon. Do you, do you feel like the internet has has altered the um, people's willingness to, young people's willingness to actually concentrate? Uh, that was something Christina Brevis was talking about. The focus, like mm. she said, this was all this period of time. She was talking about 98, 2000, before the Internet, you know, before the cell phones and mobile, you know, everything like that. She was saying, you know, you, 
that did people focused more on something. Whereas now, you know, you guys had a discussion about how much information you yeah. get so quickly. And you're uh you go through and you know hole. that there's all these options out there. Excuse me. So like right. you're, yeah. you're almost always looking around the corner for the next thing instead of sort of staying focused on where you are. And I think yeah, that's no, also what it's might be doing. I might be wrong, but I think like people are trying to get to the end result faster with whatever they're learning and doing because there's a lot more options of doing stuff and Tango needs investment and Tango needs time. Uh so I, I feel in that sense, it's it's harder for a lot of people to stay with it, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, like Christine just wrote, like, it depends how sorry. into something you are. And I agree, but I feel like, it, I, I don't know, but maybe it's harder for people to get into something nowadays because they realize there's just so many options out there mm. and they're yeah. inundated there is like oh well i can do this oh look there's that oh, oh and like back in mm -hmm. like i started you in know, the, and 2003 and it's like 2003 it's like well i'm not you know there's nothing <laughs> i'm not online all the time looking around what's going on in cleveland ohio so i'm like oh i'll go dance tango and then it's easier to allow yourself to get consumed by one thing because you don't know there's other things i don't know maybe you know what I noticed? Sorry, please. Go ahead. Go ahead. What, what I noticed is that in my case, I remember that time when I started Tango, and I, I, there, I don't know, I don't feel that it was because there was no internet, because we had internet here, and, and I don't know in the States, but we here we have internet, <laughs> and <laughs> the mobile phones, they were not here. <laughs> But oh, at this, I don't know. I'm like maybe you were still in the the other times. Uh, but I'm what I I do feel in that moment. One of the reasons why I stay I stay in tango, uh, and now that I can see myself from the, from from this time, right? It is the group of people, the belonging, mm -hmm. and and that was something that drove me and made me stay. For instance, concrete example that I was lucky to to arrive to Tango uh, with young people in the second year where I started, and Why then these people that? took me another place where there was a bunch of of, of young people doing doing Tango, and and that was the what hooked me because it was uh, energy. Set. I I need to I need to clarify Margaret. as well that in that time. Margaret, are you making a Manhattan? Yes. <laughs> I know, I can hear it. Great. No, I, I, we want some. No, I, I'm making uh, something with tequila. But... All right, well, it's fucking loud. <laughs> tequila, I love that, too. Sorry. Mute yourself. For making too much noise, I can tell. <laughs> Marcelo, you were saying? Because they were going to kick me out. Please, Margaret, no, please. I, I'm interested. Marcelo, when did you actually start? I, I, I was wanting to ask you this earlier. When did you start Tango? From other interviews, oh, damn, it, I discussions. Drink now. You were talking about in Buenos Aires when you started tango and you met young people. What year are you talking? Yeah, I started to just tango in 1995, or less. Okay. Okay. So I was uh, I I belong to the generation who started with the old teacher, and yeah, then so the tango will kick in. I went to Buenos Aires with Puente of Tango. Uh, Daniel Trenner 
took people to Buenos Aires in 95, 96. And, uh, Don't kick me out. It's not me, Adam. Um, I got my <laughs> finger on the trigger, man. <laughs> That's not me, I swear. I am, I'm not doing anything. I know. It's, it's our stripper. Yes, yes, uh, stripper Margaret, you were asking. <laughs> okay. We, Margaret, we hello. We lost Margaret. Quiet. Margaret's no, out. You lost me? Wait, 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 wait. Oh, I see what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I put the I put my phone in my pocket. That's what it's. <laughs> she is worse than me. Come so on, sorry. she's worse than me. I'm terrible. <laughs> and you're a bad yeah. influence. So I'm drinking now. Okay. So I got There we go. Yes. So you you were in uh, 95, 96. So I went to Buenos Aires with this group, uh, Puente El Tango. Uh, with Daniel Trenner and he, he, we would, we would study with, he would bring these teachers out uh, to, to work with us one after another, you know, and uh, I was just, I was thought that that was the time you started because I heard you talking about this on, uh, you know, on some of the classes we, I took uh, with you guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I, I belong to that generation where we were studying with, Raul Bravo with uh, all these Pugliese, Mingo Pugliese, yeah, all the yeah. old generation. And and I swear, if I would stay without my group of friends, I wouldn't leave at, after six months. But I do, I do believe that the group itself, if we find a place where we feel that belong and this group has motivation, one person motivates the yeah. other. And when there is group, young people like El planning, uh, calling each other, saying we are going, we are this, what happened that, the group itself start to to form the shape and shape the community. I mean, that's exactly, and that is what I see. That's exactly what happened in, to me in New York. Like I was dancing in Cleveland for a few months, and there wasn't really much happening. And then I started coming to New York, and I met Robin and what he was doing on Thursdays with his practica. And immediately I was like, oh, that's where I want to be on Thursday, you know, so I got to move to New York <laughs> to be there. <laughs> but it was there like you are. People so do you know that. what? Yeah. yeah, you know something that we, something that I notice in, like anything, in anything in life, when when we end up in a comfort zone, that comfort zone became like a plateau. Hmm. And the, that yes. plateau doesn't, doesn't create that energy and the momentum for the new people to hook in. And this is something that for myself, I, that's one of the reasons that I love to come back to Buenos Aires because Buenos Aires is changing all the time because there is a lot of young people organizing things. For instance, uh, Tango Cool in this moment, then Practica X, then uh, uh, Malcolm. So always there is new organizer coming and growing and, and, and organizing new things that make me feel like, oh, there is something new to watch. And what I notice in many uh, uh, communities around the world is that there is one organizer, and that organizer is the one who breaks the, the, the tango scene, creates something. At the same time, it's normal. That person gets in a plateau. Yeah. And when the new people, new people arrive to tango, they feel this plateau in this community itself until 
a new person arrive and do new things and then kick in and the concept uh, start Any, to roll out again. Anytime somebody so, started a new event in New York, like a practica or something, I would always try to go to the first few, mm -hmm. few weeks just to support it. And a lot of times those people would be like, oh my God, I can't, I'm so like honored you're here. And I was, I was worried you would be upset. And Margaret, your fucking ice cubes are killing me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Come on, I muted. You're not okay. muted. I'm going to mute you myself. You're not muted. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're the guest on the show, and you're muting yourself so you can drink. That's fucking great. <laughs> She's like, I'm done so, with you guys. Anyway, no, but I would always try to, like, support if I could, you know. There he comes. <laughs> new, uh, new, new things, because I agree, like... We we've we try to keep our milonga fresh on Wednesday and on first Saturday, but even as much as we try, you know, we're we're plateauing in the community just because we've been around for a long time. So the yeah, way the community yeah, yeah, sees absolutely. us, whether we feel we've plateaued or not, so it's good to like really encourage yeah. and support new people doing stuff. Yeah, I mean, I I think uh, the challenge is when you're in a really small area where there isn't a lot of people moving in and out like you know in denver when i lived there people are always coming through mm -hmm. denver mm -hmm. it, it was a hub it was a business hub for example so you always had people coming there for work from seattle you know they were often dancers came through there but that doesn't happen here. so i want to ask and and so i wanted to ask you like do you offer like students opportunities to to teach or dj or, or somehow get involved in other ways to i think we encourage that yeah i yeah I, well you know we've had our little dj dj wars yes um you know well i didn't mean to buy war I, mean, I meant i know but i mean the people who really wanted to dj here you know were uh i i i personally have really encouraged more women to dj but I haven't been successful. My my dream for Halifax, because it is a pretty, there's a lot of colleges here. It's a pretty big university mm -hmm. town. Mm -hmm. So there's not, it's not like there's not a lot of young people here, but getting them interested in tango hasn't been easy. Mm -hmm. And I think it's partially because the people teaching here are, are old. Yeah, I, I, I didn't I mean, want to say I'm it. I'm 70. Am I, I didn't want to say it, but No, it's I like know a... that. But I'm, I'm, I, I tell people like when, I would actually put it out there, you know, somehow like, you know, could I go to immigration and say, look, could you just like immigrate some Argentine, young Argentines who want to go to university here and teach tango on the side? You know, <laughs> like, you know, give, but, you know, Argentines don't like it here. It's just well, too damn Robin, cold, you know, and it's not urban, Robin had you know. a saying. Robin <laughs> Thomas had a saying. I love cold. Yeah, you, uh, you know, Marcelo. Oh, well, come on way, up. Marcelo's going to show up on your Marcelo, doorstep. Marcelo, come on. So you know. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Like, I heard you. I heard you on that Zoom so, call. I love <laughs> cold for real. I'm a, like a mountain man. I, I'm not a. You have he's the, he's the revenant. This is the revenant right here. I, so, wait, I want to say this. I well, I feel like that. I want to say this really quick. Robin <laughs> Thomas told me one time, he said, young people want to hang out with young people. Old people want to hang out with old people, and no one wants to hang out with other old people. <laughs> I don't want to hang out with exactly. Old people. That was his point. He's like, even old people don't want to hang out with other old people. So he was like, you need a young teacher or young couple in a community to get something excited, like because because yeah, they no attract. They I mean, attract you guys people. did that when you were here. Well, 
you know, look at that. Alberto you and Michaela in Cleveland. Was... I mean, Cleveland always had a, a sort of a tango community going, but when they dropped Anchor there, they inspired, you know, a ton of young people to start dancing and who are now teaching and DJing and playing bandoneon and like all sorts of shit. So, well, I'm, you know, I'm happy. I would be, I'm happy to give up, you know, running tango in Halifax if some young people, a young couple wanted to come yeah. here who had, you know, as long as they weren't just doing something. Right. Yeah. Stuff. Well, I wouldn't say I was, I was going to yeah, say you don't have to give up or, or quit doing anything, but you could no, guide I mean, them and I you mean, could I'm, work I'm, together and collaborate for sure. Yeah, we could. But I mean, I'm, I'm like, I, I turned 70, man. I'm like, you know, I'm, like, I'm ready. I'm fine. You know, if I don't do very much more and even as it is, I'm not doing very much because I do, there is another teaching couple mm -hmm. here and they, they are younger, but they're not young. Mm -hmm. And they, and in a way they, they have, they're in a way they're older than me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're younger <laughs> than me, but the tango they, they teach is just, it's I think I teach tango. a much more, a much more younger tango than they yeah. do. And it just in a much more, I don't know how to say that. I just, well, age is, oh. age is so not just a number. Sorry, the, yeah. What gave you the um, dream of, starting tango like to build a tango community in halifax how did that oh come you know about? that's kind of a complicated story but um i i i never intended to spend so much time in colorado mm -hmm. when i moved there from canada i just was going to go to college there and get my ba and my master's and but but i my mother moved there to have the last part of her life and her sister who has no children moved there and my daughter got married and moved there and started a family so uh, i was kind of in this big sandwich of family for 17 years i was there in colorado but i had uh and i i knew i was gonna leave i just wanted to leave colorado and I, I wanted to, I was already trying to teach in Colorado, but it was, it was a rough, it, it was a very competitive situation there, actually. Um, you know, I'm part, I was part of a Buddhist community in Colorado that has a strong connection to Nova Scotia. I'm not really part of that community anymore, but I did move to Nova Scotia because of the inspiration to live in a more in, intentional based place, I guess. Best way to say. What do you mean by that? Um, so my Buddhist my Buddhist teacher, the the teacher I was following in Colorado, uh, he he was no longer alive, but he had had his vision, he had a vision that uh, the best future for for the Dharma, which is what you call the Buddhist teachings collectively was to take them to a smaller, more protective place. Mm -hmm. And he came here, he, he, he chose, he, he chose Nova Scotia. And a lot of his students didn't quite know why, but the headquarters, you know, the center had been in Boulder and a whole bunch of Boulder Buddhists moved to Nova Scotia yeah, I remember uh, way before I did. And, and I came to do some programs, some Buddhist programs here. And I was very taken with the area, uh, with the landscape. And uh, mm -hmm. so, uh, and I fell in love with someone even 
you know, here and uh, <laughs> that that helped, you know. Someone who was married to somebody else, that. you know. <laughs> oh, and it's like a tango story. You're a tango. <laughs> yeah, but but then but the, the thing was like I also I think I I felt like I could come here and I had this dual purpose like I want was drawn to come here, and I when I when I decided to put my house on the market in Colorado, I didn't actually know where I was going to go because I could I could have moved to other places like I had been very in, I had gone to Maui and taught tango there and I had really felt it was like a pretty wild, like a pretty special place, you know. I thought, well, I could move to Maui. And I also thought I could move to Buenos Aires, you know, because I had the resources to do that, to live in different places like that. And, but I thought if I moved to Buenos Aires, I will never see my family because I have, at that point, I had two grandchildren and I thought, you'll never see mm -hmm. them. They will never try, you know. If I moved to Ma Maui, it felt like it would be too kind of superficial, like on a, sort of something and and then i so i was still drawn to nova scotia but i thought how will i possibly start tango community in nova scotia and like single woman goes to nova scotia so then thomas howland comes to halifax like comes to boulder because he came he came to denver he came to colorado like every every year so he comes there and he says margaret i hear you're going to put your house on the market and you're going maybe you're going to move to to halifax And and he said that would be great, you know, because I've always wanted to go teach there. He's in Montreal, <laughs> so he's in Montreal. So so and then he said, you know, I said, yeah, Thomas, but you know, how will I start tango? In how will I get a tango community going in a place like that? And he said, you know, I had I had some student, I have some had some students in Montreal from uh, and they moved they moved to Halifax, and I think they're doing some tango there. So and she, and the woman took her first tango lesson with you. That's what he told me because I had come. My, my daughter went to college here, so I had come to visit, and also because of the Buddhist thing, I came to visit Halifax a few times, and I did teach uh, some tango here, like in '96 or mm -hmm. something. And this woman had been in my class. I had sort of forgotten who she was completely. She moved. From, she went to college in Ottawa. She met. Her husband at a tango class. He was from France. They moved here. He got a job here in Halifax. They moved here. So they started, they were doing some tango here, very, very little bit. So so based on that, I called them up and I said, yeah, I'm thinking of moving there. You know, I want to start, you know, I get tango going. And they said, yes, yes, yes. We, we have a practica every week. Please come. Please come. They organized my first workshop. So that was good. That was good. Nice. They hardly dance tango anymore, but <laughs> they've had they've had like three three children since then. But yeah, so yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I also and then I really you brought liked... Thomas Howland all the time. To yeah, I brought Thomas Howland. Like he dreamt about it. Yeah, until he stopped speaking to me, it was great. You know, I think. <laughs> What? <laughs> Holy shit! Well, you know, Forget remember that, that woman? Remember that woman? Remember when you guys were here and there was a woman in the community who said you should come and stay with us? Oh yeah, and she <laughs> and uh, well, she yes. turned out to be quite a yeah. little bit of a psycho. Whatever. Yeah, well, they, she basically they basically bought Thomas Allen. <laughs> Dear God! No, they didn't. Wow. I'm sorry. He's. I. I, I don't like to speak. Okay. Ill no of gossip. Let's get... No, we don't gossip. This is a public event. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, they can tell me later in private, please. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, uh, you know, also I, you know, I, you know, I, I feel it's great to have Tomas here, but every teacher has, there's a space for every teacher in a small community like this. And once a year is good, but two or three times a year is a little bit much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we try yeah, and he's a fabulous teacher. Though. We try and balance it out. He is a fabulous teacher and I'm always quoting yeah. him. Like, I mean, I'm always saying. Yeah, that. me too. Even the terrible things he said to me, I quote him. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I haven't heard anything. Wow. From him. So what is he doing? I have no idea. I bumped into him. Time, I'm gonna. Sh- I just bumped into him last in Buenos Aires at the uh, Malcolm. Remember Chico on a oh, Sunday true. night or Monday night? On yeah. in, in December. In January, but yeah. In January. Yeah, because he goes there often in December, January. He goes to visit his family. I remember meeting this... him first time in New York. Sorry, Marcella. This is the guy who works with Mariana Dragone because I don't, I don't remember yeah, yeah, who is this guy, Mariana Thomas. Dragone. Sometimes, yeah. And he yeah. teaches at Carol's. With, at Carol's he teaches at Studio Tango. Yeah. Oh, but, gotcha. but, but he hasn't been doing any of the online things. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've been following some of the online stuff that Studio Tango is doing. Tomas mm-hmm. has not been active yeah. in that. He's he married to a seen. nurse, right? His wife is a nurse. I'm not sure what her profession is. He has a fantastic sense of humor and a brilliant teacher. I just remember the first time he came to New York, I think he was staying with Robin and Robin was organizing him or something. And the first time we danced, because I think I had no concept of torsion and like the twist of tango. I probably moved like a, a brick for all I know, because <laughs> all his comment was at the end of the time that was uh, like, oh, you are, you are pretty stubborn, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a great Tomas statement about like to sum up. Because mm-hmm. yeah. like you know how his dances is so flowy, and if you just like sort of give in. You you just go with it and things happen and you have no fucking idea what's going on but it just feels really cool uh, and it feels all torquey and like yeah uh, he up, he's uh, he does some funky ass shit like it's so subtle yeah. and weird Adam I remember man you saying like you're not allowed to dance with Chico because before we what perform. happened was <laughs> he deliberately knew that this was gonna because he's very what? aware. And, like he danced with you just before we were going to perform once. And as he was like walking by me, it was literally the Tanda before we performed and he's walking. And I remember you were like, Whoa, that was so weird. And he walks by me. I know, I was like, so And he lost. walks by me and he says, like, yeah, good luck now, buddy. You're something like that. <laughs> you know? Like, he totally <laughs> fucking knew. Like, he just what? He, he totally knew. Well, then, oh, he's yeah. great. And like, so, like, we performed and it was a <laughs> shit show. And, like, the next time we performed, I think Chico danced with Robin Thomas beforehand. And it was great. And I was like, from now on, you're dancing with people like Robin before we perform. <laughs> Um, like yeah, he definitely like did some weird shit where I was like, you know, uh, you can be, you lose your confidence about like what you're capable of because you're lost in the dance. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's he's got a very dark way. He's a trip. <laughs> tricky, tricky, dicky. Yeah. Dark yeah, sense yeah. of humor, but yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah, he has a 
Yeah, it's true. I love it. I mean, it's always of learning. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to blow smoke up yeah. your ass. One time we performed in Montreal, and at the end of the performance, I asked him, you know, he's my fucking teacher, right? And I'm like, what'd you think? And he said, do you think you're special? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh, I guess I don't think I'm special. And he's like, he's like, you know, wow. and, uh, a couple of years later, we perform in D.C., at uh what's Anso's friend's name? Um Tango Porque No. Uh, heard, uh, yeah. And um I feel like saying Carol. No, I forget I feel bad, I forget. Anyway, at the end of the performance he came over and he said that was one of the most amazing performances I've ever seen. And so I knew like that he was not just being nice. Like he was he meant that. Because if he sure. didn't like something I did, he was very honest about it. And if he and if <laughs> yeah, he exactly. and if he's gonna compliment well, something I've, we've done, like if he says that's one of the nicest performances I've ever seen, I mean that to me goes a lot further than if just anybody who always says great job says great job again, you know. Yeah, exactly. So I I, I didn't <clears throat> think he ever said anything to put me down because he wanted to put me down for, you know, negative reasons. I think he was just being like, I'm, I'm your teacher, and I'm telling you what just I think. Opening like, your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So Adam. You haven't asked Margaret one of your favorite questions. I because I feel like this is gonna be the most <laughs> fucked up answer anybody. Like no, but I, I know I, can't I don't want to pass out, please. <laughs> I think I mean, this is gonna be the best Karen, answer, probably. Right. That's why I wanted right. to ask. Do you want to ask it for me, Chico? No. Right. Oh my god, it's your question. <laughs> it's not that big. It's not that weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I will not go into ask answer. that neither because I don't want to pass out. So. Before before this question, I want to say that like one of the things I miss about being in Halifax is seeing Margaret on her back with her legs and arms up in the air in the parking lot at 2 a.m. dancing or rolling on the floor on the asphalt. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, 13, 13 minutes. Yeah. Well, those are the days. I mean, we used to go out after, you know, None of none, none of that stuff happens anymore, guys. We need to come visit you, man. No. As a yeah, tourist. No, 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 you need to we need to send some, we need to get some people. We need to move some people here. Come on. I mean, that country is such a fucking mess. Aren't there some people in the aren't there some people in the world who want to move to a sane place? Come on. We're safe here. We can dance tango here. Work right now. And you're Buddhist. Yes. Okay, so the question paperwork. Is, I need to do on. some paperwork. <laughs> get, get going on that paperwork. So the question Marcella, is, what is the? We marry you to an Argent. Well, okay, no, go ahead. You, you could actually probably marry Marcelo. There's no age limit on marriage. <laughs> no, I don't want to marry you. We'll, we'll find. Hello, leggy pigs. Nice to meet you. How are you doing? <laughs> leggy piggy. Leggy pigs. I like leggy, leggy pigs. pigs. That's really good. <laughs> Leggy Pig just coming out of retirement, everybody. <laughs> okay, oh so. <laughs> I like the nice legs, is, so I'm into it. Chico, how do I word the question? What is the weirdest scar you have, and how did you get it? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I knew this was going to be a problem. Yes. <sighs> Did you ask it, or was that your way of asking me? That I asked. Question? I think I think she got the hint. I think she got the point. 
Okay, so well, I have very few scars, oh, okay. but we're not we're talking about physical scars, not emotional scars. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh shit! Yes, please. Let's keep it physical. <laughs> Otherwise, how much? Time Let's keep it physical. Yeah. You know. <laughs> okay, I'm looking here. Okay, I have two scars. Let's see which one is more interesting. I think the one on my forehead, the one on my eyes. <laughs> She's now actually stripping in front of the mirror, checking her scars no. to see which one is more interesting. Mega pigs in front of the mirror. <laughs> one is on my hand and the other is on my forehead. Remember so the times of the, of the exotic dance. <laughs> no, exactly. one is on my forehead. I could make up one about exotic dancing, but I didn't achieve any scars doing that. Which forehead are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's more than one. <laughs> okay, yeah, so uh, I have a scar, yes, on my, uh, my eyebrow, right underneath my eyebrow. <laughs> what, what are you supposed to are say? Are you actually talking to us or are you talking to yourself? <laughs> no, but just to tell you how I got the scar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the question. You have details. That was it. That was it. Okay, so, 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 so when I was, when we lived in California, my, and we moved there from the East Coast, my father came from a really kind of upper crusty New York family. And he loved, he loved that he moved to California to sort of, you know, say fuck you to the East Coast, the East Coast morals, uh, regiments, social protocols, and all that. But he did have an uncle living in Ojai, California. And, and we went there for Thanksgiving dinner. And this uncle had like a little, like a mansion in Ojai, very formal. So my sister, my brother, and I, went there for this Thanksgiving dinner and uh, my sister was 16 or 17. She had a license. She had a driver's license. She was probably, she was already, yeah, she was <laughs> 70 years old. My brother was like 15 and I was about nine, you know? Uh, so we have this very formal dinner with these stuffy old people who in this mansion need home and, you know, it's Thanksgiving dinner, we're sat down, we're like, hey, my sister and my brother, they knew some people in Ohio. They said, hey, can, can we, we want to visit our friends. Can we go visit these people? They gave them the keys to the car, which was a, a little Volkswagen bug. And we, you know, I said, oh, I want to go, you know, so I go with them. We all, my sister, we go over to visit these people. They have Afghan dogs. That's the main thing I remember. That was a big thing then to have Afghan dogs. Uh -huh. Very shishi. And then when we're leaving their house, my sister's like backing out of the driveway in the little Volkswagen van, and she doesn't calculate that there's a car coming. Anyway, a car gets hit, Pew! spins around, doors fly open. I'm in the back seat of a Volkswagen bug. I fly out the door. <laughs> we all fly out the doors. <laughs> She's... And we are taken to the hospital. <laughs> Marcelo's out. And, and, I just and, out again. and my sister, we're, we're at the hospital. And my sister keeps going, where's my purse? I need my purse. Can somebody bring me my oh, purse? No. I have to have my purse. She's in shock. Yeah. 
you can you know why she needs her purse <laughs> because what did they do over there at the house with the afghans they scored some dope oh shit <laughs> smoked marijuana for the first you know i mean this is like this would have been like uh i don't know 19 I don't know, 62 or something, <laughs> or 61, <laughs> I don't know, California. I don't know where, the, you know, but there they were. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, and I was thrown out of the car. Wow. My head got a scar. I got lost at the Afghan dogs, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually was the only person who, who was, I, I was the reason they went to the hospital because I passed out. Did you and, get? And then I threw up. I threw up the entire Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. And wow. then, oh, my sister's my going, son. "Where's my purse?" And it was years later that she told me, you know, like why she was saying, "Where's my purse? Where's my purse?" Because that's where they had the the lid. What we called then we called it a mm, lid mm. of marijuana. <laughs> you squirt a lid. Yeah. Oh, dear. Wow. Oh, dear. But my parents must have been you pretty flipped these. out. Eh? <laughs> I mean, you can imagine getting a phone call saying uh, your children, all three of them, flew <laughs> out of a Volkswagen. <laughs> we're, we're, we're hit. But, you know, no seatbelts back then. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's why we flew out of yeah. the car. <laughs> Jesus. I'm glad you're alive. Well, Margaret, you are a tough cookie, huh? Yeah. With nice legs. Hey, I was going to say, she's a, she's a tough piggy. <laughs> and she's leggy. <laughs> She's leggy. Yeah, yeah, leggy. But you know they don't do well in tango. Those legs, I mean, they they keep you moving, but they never look good in a video. You can never get the. You can never let. No, they never look good in the tango collection period because you can never gather them properly. Because of the mo That's what I see when the I leg. watch myself dance. I I see I never collected well enough. Hmm. You know, it's, it's it's really interesting. I don't know anybody a professional. How my my ex was saying this. He was saying she was saying all of us. We think that we dance better than we dance, and and actually <laughs> it's interesting because uh, many many of my colleagues and almost I don't know like ninety percent they when they see the videos they they find always these things that they don't like. It's so interesting. We are so. Yeah. Yeah, we're that makes so sense. Yeah, I come up for, we think we're like the shit, I but like, then when we watch ourselves, we're like, wow, that's terrible. <laughs> I don't think even we don't think we're the shit, but it's just like it feels so much better, and then mm -hmm. like you're visualizing no, what you're doing, and then you see yourself. I'm like, oh, I didn't realize like I'm bending that or I'm doing this like where you think it's like straight. What every time I still to this day watch a video of me, I find my hands in a fist, like hmm. I'm fist. anxious throughout. Yeah, like I'm in suspense as I'm watching myself dance mm -hmm. to oh, see if I'm going to be happy with myself yeah. or not, to see mm -hmm. if I'm going to mm -hmm. actually be happy with myself or not. Like watching other people, I am so much less critical with myself mm, yeah yeah you know something typical that happened is it is when uh, uh, we're I have, this is really funny 
we were like doing a, a show and I, I filmed one of my friends and this person came and said, oh, how was it? And I said, well, it was okay. It was nice. And she said, yeah, do you see? I did all super long steps. And I thought, well, I don't know. So then he took the video, went and came back and and he was saying, I will not go into dance and perform ever again. What happened? <laughs> Did you see my step? I look like a dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. This is why sometimes I don't want to watch a performance because the, if the feeling of the performances was so good, I don't want the visual to ruin it. You know, I don't think that uh, video often cap no. doesn't really capture. No. That's what I mean. The That's why overall yeah. uh, experience. I I mean, I have you know seen shows and then seen videos of yeah. the shows. And I not, remember James said not. something yeah. a long time ago once. He was like, "You're expressing this amazing in-person expression live in front of human beings." And you're trying to capture it in this crappy technology, in a in a tiny little lens in your phone or whatever you have, and it's just there's no way. It's like taking the photo of a landscape or a view of like a rainbow or something. With, I mean, even uh, with yes. this crappy phone, you can't get a fucking photo of anything, <laughs> even in nature that comes out the way it looks in real life. So you know, it's just it never does justice to the to the expression of the of the live piece. But I've just decided like it's true. You know, I remember... They never do justice to me. Exactly. <laughs> no, but I just think, like, I, I remember when we had Emiliano on the show a long time ago, and I was, like, talking about our last performance we did live to his tr with his trio, and I thought... Oblivion, yeah. You know, I felt so good after that, dancing with you, and I didn't even care at that point. I sort of, like, felt yeah, like I turned too. a corner. I was like, you know what? I don't even care if it didn't look good. I need to stop worrying about yeah, that, because if I'm dancing for that, I'm not dancing. And I mm -hmm. feel like I've I've polluted myself over the years oh, on occasion, not always, but like we get so head we get so caught up with how it might look for the audience, and and I know when I see dancers who are pre who are are t too concerned about how they think they're going to look because it almost feels like you can read it on them, like oh yeah, they're that's all they're thinking about right now, and and it just kills the whole yeah experience. exactly, and also like it's something you might have things you aspire to be do with your the physical aesthetics of it and the technique of it to be able to express more but the goal is to express and like during the performance what you got is what you got you can't make that any better in the next three minutes that you're going to be performing mm -hmm. so why think about the aesthetics because what you have is going to come out regardless and instead focus on expressing yeah. Uh, but yeah, be, yeah you, be present. Being present. Be yes. present. Exactly. 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 You know something well, really interesting about that. We were talking. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I need to finish this before. For, go for it. Go yeah. for it. Go oh, for it. Oh, you didn't do kicking no, no, out. No, no, no. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm yeah, itching, to... But uh, go for it. Now we have to end soon because we're gonna run <laughs> yes. out of time. The you know, but please. The Zoom. Finish time. your. Yeah. Yes, I need. I need. I need to to travel with me, guys. You know when we. When we watch uh, a baby or a really young kid doing or performing something that they they are doing or they are playing that they are some hero or they are playing that they are singing or they are playing something, this innocence and this I don't know how to call it it, it is 
what I believe that that artist should arrive to that point, to to that innocent moment that mm. what they are Carefully. doing is so real for mm. them. They are so real. They they are actually Spider Man, or they are actually the cooks, or they are actually there is something in that mindset that is beautiful. I just wanted to they, say they call that in in child psychology they call that the love affair with the world. Those those two year olds are having a love affair with the world. Yeah, and uh, there's an amazing TED talk on this about education, Marcelo. I'm gonna try to find that and send it, but it's uh, please. It, like, how do you keep the creativity while you educate children, so that you are not changing this about them and creating restrictions and block their creativity. It's really interesting. Hmm. I can't remember the name of the guy right now, but I'll find it and I'll share with everyone. You do that. I'll you find that, that shit. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes, we can study that this Sunday and then right. our lesson. That is a nice way to finish the talk. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for listening, everybody out there. And Margaret, thank you for the Margaret, enlightening stories. It's been a pleasure. Yes, Margaret, remember, Steve just call me. We need to we have a date. <laughs> okay, we can have a date. you got to immigrate. You have to bring a woman with you. Oh, that actually sounded like rap. We need to have a date. You need to immigrate. Oh, yeah. You didn't tell us about that part of your life and your career as a rap artist, Margaret, but next time. Next time. I'm going to pee my pants. Stop. Me too. That's why I want to go. I want to go pee. Same here. Okay, so we're going to play Bye. Christine's song on the way out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Beautiful. Um, Beautiful. Thank you again for being here, and we'll be in touch soon. Mar- Marcelo, thank you, thank you as well. Who's- as always. Yes, okay. as always. Thank you, guys. Thank you for missing me. I will receive your message. I know that you oh, miss yeah, me. Baby. Love you too. <laughs> All right, here we go. And Bye. thank you, Adam. My Good night, everybody. Love you. Good night. Good night. So what do I do now? You hang up the goddamn phone. <laughs> 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 I see so much of smiley faces, man. Where are they? Oh, there they are. Okay, hang up. I love, <laughs> I love hearing this. Okay. I'm, I, I could hang up on options. you and make it easier, but I'm enjoying you just trying to figure this I out. Have, I have Me the mute to too. hang up and Please cancel. <laughs> I want to hear this all. Okay. I'm going to hang up now. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Oh.